Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday Night Citizens Against Harmful Technology call. I'm Neil Chevrier, the moderator. Uh, the, our website, if you haven't been there, is w.citizensaht, which stands for Against Harmful Technology, and it's .org. Because we are a 501c3 nonprofit, um, You'll find a whole archive of uh, about 128 newsletters, very informative. Uh, it's very technologically minded and a great researcher. And thanks to a lot of people out there that send us an overwhelming amount of information, uh, we do our best to put up everything we can that you know empowers us and gives us better understanding and and protection and unity. Um, She's also provided a 44-page booklet, for those who might not know, called What is a Targeted Individual? Uh, I think it's $8 uh, to get a copy of it. She's done all the work to produce everything in it and collate it and print it, and she mails them out. So uh, the amount of work that's gone into it, uh, and it's actually been edited and improved, too, to add some other things to it that are empowering. This is the kind of booklet that you would show to friends and family. Uh, yeah, you know, there's mind control going on, and and family and friends are acting out of character, and people are mind controlled, and we're all swimming in frequency soup. But, uh, you know, for me, I got sick in 1990, uh, and then in 1996, I connected with a microbiologist that got us a special test for a genetically altered biowarfare agent. And I remember after getting that blood test and feeling vindicated that I finally knew what was causing so much pain in my body, uh, and to have the proof to be able to go to my mother and say, you know, now I know what's wrong. This is a pleomorphic intracellular infection that causes demyelination. So it actually eats the myelin sheets off your nerves. And she didn't, you know, when I said the word germ warfare, she shut down and didn't want to hear it and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, years later, it took me 10 years to find out that the genetically altered mycoplasma was only one infection of many found in Lyme disease, and that I actually had Lyme disease. Uh, so I was on forums sharing the information I had from Institute for Molecular Medicine because of getting to connect with the microbiologist. And it was actually a person from Mexico that was watching my post, and uh, he had a radionics device, and he was able to take my name and test me, and then he wrote me on the side and said, sorry to inform you, but I checked with my 
high-technology machine and you have Lyme disease. So I went on to get blood tests, and sure enough, they showed up positive for Lyme. Uh, my point here is my mother didn't buy the germ warfare thing. And then, say, probably about the year 2000, when I started being viciously attacked, uh, I had a chemtrail unit that neutralized the chemtrails for about seven or eight miles out in all directions, and it made the sky blue. Well, it broke up the signal uh, that the harp machine relayed its frequency effects on everybody. This is a big part of why we're swimming in frequency soup, and people are acting more withdrawn, and, and people are not you know, acting in their normal character. Uh, so they were pretty much killing me. And I called my mother, and I said, you know, I'm being attacked by what I think is microwaves, and I think I'm going to die, and I just want you to know I love you, and uh, if I die, you know, maybe I'll see you in the next world. I'm not sure what happens after this, but I got a feeling. Uh, so, you know, just wanted to let you know, and she didn't buy that either. Well, it took me 10 years to finally convince her. Uh, one day a neighbor came over and said, what you told me about being attacked with microwave, we just saw the Jesse Ventura conspiracy theory show, and the episode is Brain Invaders, and there's all these people on that show explaining exactly what you're talking about. So I invited my mother over, and I sat her down in front of the computer and pulled it up on YouTube and got her to watch it, and tears were running down her face. When it was over, she turned to me and she said, I believe everything that, that you told me. She's 87 years old, so she was born in 1931 on a farm. Uh, you know, a, a totally different world. So for somebody of her generation to take in this information, just to swallow that something so awful is happening is hard. But even the technology uh, to be able to justify the capabilities of what's being done uh, so I'm telling you this just to tell you, don't give up on friends and family. Uh, if you do get the 44-page booklet, What is a Targeted Individual, off of our website, you have tangible information with references and something that paints a picture to give a better understanding to friends and family. And you can even carry this so far that if you found yourself putting, you know, being put in a situation with law enforcement, that you can talk to them just like a person talking to another person. And in many cases, you'll appeal to that side of them. When you say, we've had to study the unspeakable, people would hope that we're crazy. But the truth is, this is a threat to you. It's a threat to your future and it's a threat to your children's future. And when we stick our necks out and go pass out flyers in parking lots and places, it's because we're thinking of more than just ourselves, which are on the on the edge of life and death all too often. We're we're severely suffering. People are afraid, so they don't want to hear what we have to say or uh they'd rather write it off as, you know, we're crazy or conspiracy. 
theorists. Uh, I'm telling you, if you have some kind of printed information with references, you will be validated more than not. Um, you'll also find trifold brochures on the website. Um, and like I said, just plenty of information that can be verified for anybody who's brave enough to do the research. Uh, it, it's very delicate, the psychology behind turning the human race against itself, uh, the design to get us to all just go home and shut up and die slowly so they can profit from that rather than reaching out, even if it's just once in a while here and there. We, we may even reach out and, and come to realize just a gut feeling you have that somebody's suffering. And you might hand them some information and say, you know, uh, this kind of stuff's going on in the world. And they might turn around and go, oh, wow, I don't believe this. Uh, yeah, it's happening to me. And I'm afraid to say anything, and I'm just, you know, bearing the, the burden alone. And you may help other people because the numbers are much higher than some people think. So uh, I'll try not to rattle on. I just say what comes to me. I don't want to do too long of an introduction because we have some interesting topics that are being discussed tonight. And like I've always said, you know, to reach out into the unknown, if you, you think about everything that we've all had to come to know from research, from being on these calls and sharing everything, uh, this would all seem crazy to us 20 years ago. So when you feel a calling to share something with a friend to help them to understand the validity of what you're going through, let alone the threat to the whole human race, and the fact that you care enough to still stick your neck out even though you're suffering, to do something to educate people more, uh, even if it's just to get them to understand the smart grid network, the threat of 5G raising cancer, brain cancer, 70% uh, higher than it's already been, or, or people's children being on cell phones for hours on these smartphones with what they're putting out uh, showing the, the symptoms of having Alzheimer's by the time they're 21 years old, or uh, sterility, so many problems. Uh, as many of you know, I have microscopes, and every TI's blood that I've monitored, the red blood cells are all stacked up. Uh, so I'll just mention, if you're not taking any blood thinners, there's a proteolytic enzyme formula that's called woe Benzyme, and then the letter N, like now, made by Garden of Life. Uh, you can try a, a small bottle. If you're feeling your stamina lower, um, feeling exhausted, fatigued, I mean, there's so many symptoms that cross over into too many diseases. I couldn't really be that vague. I'd have to talk for the rest of my life to explain just what I know. Uh, but you, you may, if you are experiencing, probably quite likely your uh, your stamina level going down. Uh, we're we're breathing in a lot of not good stuff. Things are being put in our our water and our food. 
self-assembling nanotechnology with frequency interfaces and a ton of stuff working against us. Uh, the Wobenzyme N, if I take a blood sample, I see all my red blood cells stuck together like a roll of coins rather than floating around freely in the plasma. And then I take some Wobenzyme N, and I take another blood sample 20 minutes later, and all my red blood cells are floating around separately like they're supposed to. So I'm telling you on a cellular level uh, something that that is happening that's stopping cellular level processes from being carried out. Um, I guess since I'm having this topic come up, for those who might not know, I would do a little bit of research into the ion detox foot bath. There's uh, validated information. If you see videos on YouTube of people that are not scientists saying that it's a fraud, you can't pull toxins and heavy metals out through the pores of your feet using uh, positive and negative charged plates that are charged up with uh, DC voltage. Um, there's tests that have been done in laboratories showing the stuff that came out in the foot bath uh, and also taking body fluid samples showed the exact same things that came out in the foot bath were in that person's body. And, you know, as many people know, there are before and after testing that you can do if you're purging heavy metals. It's best if you have some kind of a competent health practitioner and a trustable lab uh, you don't want to do chelation or, or ion detox or take split cell chlorella to, to pull heavy metals and toxins out of your body uh, and not be consistent at it because you can dislodge some of this stuff that's been accumulating in us um, from many sources to include the, the chemtrails um, and then have it relodged somewhere else. So. Uh, technically, before and after testing is best that you can see the level of the heavy metals being tested for, and as you're doing whichever process you choose to remove them, seeing that level going down and hopefully getting to a, a, a safe level. Uh, this is important because of nanotechnology from what I've read about it, it's, it's very, very high technology over my head. But I did a little bit of research on uh, a variety of metals and how silver and gold is used and other metals as different conductors in self-assembling nanotechnology. Uh, so from my lack of knowledge perspective, I'd have to say that what I see is that some of these metals being put in our body, when they're put with the core building materials of nanotechnology, the nanotechnology will use those metals to self-assemble the things that they have instructions to write. So it's, it's really important to, uh, to get this stuff out of your body. This, you know, people have heard me say this stuff before. It's pretty much for people that are newer on the call and, and may not have heard this information before, uh, definitely 
always feel free to ask questions. Certainly don't ever feel, uh, you know, like any question that you want to ask is stupid because there, it, just be inquisitive. It's totally okay. There's a lot of great and smart and caring people, intelligent people that come to these calls, and it is the variety of all of us that share. <clears throat> if you're new to the call, um, obviously you probably know this is TalkShoe.com. Uh, there is a chat room that you can go to if you want to hang out on your computer, and you can listen to the call uh, through your computer speakers, and you can call in uh, to this number that you've called into. Uh, how it works, for those who might not know, is uh, like right now doing an introduction. I've hit record so that the calls are all recorded when you go to TalkShoe.com and put in Citizens Against Harmful Technology. Um, but I've muted everybody just so there's not you know, too much background noise. So to request to be unmuted, you hit star 8 on your phone. Um, I'm the kind of a moderator that gets blessed with being able to have 15 or 20 people unmuted at a time just so we can have a good interactive conversation. Uh, and it's very important to me that anybody who wants to share or ask a question, uh, as long as it is in the best interest of, of our progress and, and support that we're here to, to do this call for, uh, that you do get unmuted and that you're, you're able to share. So um, definitely, you know, hit Hit star 8. For those of you that don't have any background noise, you hit star 8 on your phone. I see that you want to be unmuted. I unmute everybody. And then you use star 6 on your phone to mute yourself uh, so you don't have background noise. And then when you want to talk, you just hit star 6 again. So that's how all that works. Um, I guess I'll just quickly say the views of the callers are not necessarily the views of Citizens Against Harmful Technology. The reason I say this is uh, all of us as independent researchers uh, have to decide for ourselves what we think is empowering information on the call uh, and use it to your own benefit based on the knowledge you have about yourself particularly. So. You know, I think everybody knows there's no cut-and-dried protocol for, for our health because we're all individuals and our chemistries are different and we have different reactions to different things. And we're dealing with a variety of high-technology delivery systems. This is military-grade in a lot of cases, according to a ton of information that we have to support that fact. Um, and so the way it's designed is to be adaptive and, and also to keep people in the dark. So if somebody says, you know, go buy a rubber doggy dish and put it on your head, uh, it really helped me. I'm getting a good night's sleep. They may be hitting, being hit with sonic weapons and the rubber's blocking it enough to not mess with their endocrine system so they can get a, a normal night's sleep. Whereas another person might not get relief from that. Uh, from what we do know from such a variety of research from all of us in the last five years, 
Um, microwave is a very popular uh, delivery system that's being used. Some technology shows that microwave is even being used as a carrier to get other technologies like sonic or sound-based weapons. So considering shielding yourself with materials that, that block or reduce microwave, we're beyond the average Faraday cage. You can build a little square box with some uh, Home Depot aluminum or stainless steel screen uh, and put your phone in there and call your phone and your phone won't ring because the sides of the holes in the screen will block that particular size of frequency-based wave. But military-grade stuff is adaptive, and so they switch to a different frequency that that wave size will actually fit through the holes in the screen, uh, which is why it ends up not being so easy. So uh, here in the near future, uh, I've been going to some technical calls every week with techs and engineers, and, and we're sharing about putting together some low-cost enclosures that people can go down and buy the stuff at Home Depot or Lowe's and put together a pretty quick, easy enclosure that everybody can do, and then also to come up with some designs that you know will be more elaborate with more layers to block more things. Because we are getting a little bit better handle on uh, which delivery systems cause which symptoms and which shielding or protective materials are helping to at least reduce some of this. Uh, there, We don't have a specialist in the high-tech state-of-the-art radar. Um, we do have a few people that are working on studying that and providing more information. Uh, from what I know of researching the last hundred years of scalar technology, uh, which in the reports that I have show that it, it's being used um, and weaponized by 16 or 18 different countries. It's capable of doing good things and not good things, but it goes through everything. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's an exercise in futility to put a lot of time and energy and money into blocking something because uh, they'll switch to other technologies that'll go through what you what you did, but don't be discouraged. I mean, it really is important to do the best that you can to block at least microwave and sonic weapons as much as you can. Uh, we're also slowly getting more information about light-based weapons, uh, which is partially being talked about a little bit earlier before I hit record on the call and quantum physics and you know how far along are the, the state-of-the-art uh, high technologies that are being used. Uh, anyway, I'd like to get back to everybody on the call instead of me just sitting here talking, but I, I just have things come to me when I do the introduction, so I share uh, anything new I have and, and things that people that are newer to the call might not have heard yet. Uh, so, let's see, is there anything else I have to say? Uh, like I said, it's just important to me as a moderator to make sure that everybody who hits star 8 on their phone 
uh, gets unmuted and gets time to ask a question or share in the conversation. Uh, if you're in a situation that you really need to get some help, if you can just uh, wait until the conversation or topic that's being discussed and, and interacted uh, with more than one person is done and then squeeze in. Even if all you get to say is hello, I'll remember you're there, and I'll say, uh, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, uh, I heard the person in the background. Do you have a question or a comment? So uh, I always make sure everybody gets to get in. Uh, after being a moderator for five years, I've learned some of the, the diversion tactics that happen just to make it a less productive call. Talking endlessly, changing the subject, and interrupting break the flow of healthy interaction. So get in the flow, be polite and considerate so we can have a productive call. Um, I recognize some of this, and it's important to me that everybody walks away with something that was comforting or uplifting or empowering uh, on every call that I do. So uh, through the years of experience, I've learned, and you know, I'd have to say somewhat intuitively, feel when somebody's just, you know, doing something that's really not going to benefit most if any of the people on the call, and, and I just don't let that happen. So don't even go there because I'm the one with the mute button in my hand, and I can mute somebody if I have to. So remember that others are waiting to share too. Get to the point. Allow any topics being discussed to finish before starting a new one. Uh, welcome to the call. Uh, we do have Linkstat for sale that I buy in quantity to get a better price break. It's the military-grade polyethylene carbon-impregnated material. It looks like uh, black plastic tarp material that's 8 mil thick, so it's really stout. Um, it doesn't break down. It doesn't outgas. Uh, you can email me at electricrose22 at yahoo.com if you'd like to know more about that. Uh, we also have developed out of 400 hours of research and development calls with techs and engineers a little frequency generator that plays 35 frequencies um, for day mode, and then it plays the frequencies that would be natural frequencies for your sleep frequency. Uh, and, of course, it plays what the Earth used to resonate that regenerates things on a cellular level, 7.83 hertz, which is known as the Schumann resonance. Uh, so there's a little micro switch on the bottom of it. It's small enough to sit, fit inside of a pack of cigarettes. It recharges with a USB charger. Um, so you can just plug it into a computer. If you don't have a computer, you can buy a little adapter that plugs right into the wall and it comes with a, a USB cable with a mini connector on the end of the frequency generator and those are uh, $170 shipped, tracked, and insured. Uh, like I said, anybody who's interested in those things you can email me at electricrose22 at yahoo.com. Also I'll just mention since I'm remembering that Robert Duncan has been working on a project for 
voice-to-skull people, uh, you know, having to deal with that irritating problem. And from what I understand, he's built some kind of a circuit. It requires very good grounding. So he's saying to live in an area where there's real dirt and you have a good ground to be able to use, um, which is probably bleeding off the, the electrical energy off the charge. I haven't had a chance to get a hold of him and get some more details about it, but basically you leave a $200 refundable deposit and he gives you uh, this device. So it's a, a research project at this point. That's about it. I'll go ahead and unmute everybody. Welcome to the call. Like I said, hit star eight on your phone if you'd like to be unmuted. Uh, if you're, you know, one of those people that's just used to being able to unmute yourself when you want, then, you know, just hit star eight. I can unmute a whole bunch of people, and then you can hit star six to mute yourself so that it helps to keep the background noise down. So uh, currently, before I did the introduction and started rattling on all the things that pop into my my brain, um, we were talking about quantum physics and, and light-based technology and multi-dimensional and interdimensional and and all the, the projects that have been basically perpetrated on the human race through our whole lifespans and, and what the motives are. And, you know, I mean, it really appears to me that if humanity was left alone, that our original designer didn't make us smart enough to destroy ourselves. So some that have gotten a hold of higher technology Apparently, some of that came out of the Atlantis diggings um, and some other places. I won't go into detail at this point. I'll just let the call, the conversations go the direction they do. But um, I don't think the original design was meant for us to be playing with things on the level that's being played with with now. And as somebody else I read in an article the other day said, you know, if there is a population problem, to deal with that problem could be dealt with. So to consider what the motives are of people that would torture people over a long period of time, even bring people close to death and then bring them back, uh, these are not the kind of people that we would want to run our world. Uh, let alone to be the surviving seed camp of the human race. Um, arrogance has a, a funny way of tripping over its own shoelaces. And, and as I said, I've, I've read enough information that I believe that there are four organized crime networks that are in competition and fighting for being in the position to have one world control. And, you know, with transhumanism and clones and being able to take, uh, you know, people's memories and personality characteristics and put them into a chip, put them in, into a, a redesigned body, uh, they would think from a technological and scientific perspective that humans have become obsolete. But I think that the original design 
<clears throat> was pretty beautiful, and I think that it should be honored. So uh, maybe this is just a reminder that it is worth fighting for our world and for the beauty of the human race. And, you know, for me personally, every time I look in a child's eyes or or see a healthy family that looks like they're doing pretty good, uh, it touches my heart and it reminds me that this is worth fighting for. So do what you feel is right and good and has value and purpose. Uh, and unmute some people. Is there anything you wanted to uh, finish up before I started rattling on, Sumaya? <laughs> oh, well, I've got so many thoughts about, you know, what we said. And one thing that I wanted to say, though, while you were talking about, you know, the the experimentation of energy Actually, you know, part of the evolution of humanity and the planet. Um, so we are in, you know, according to the Indian Vedic cycles of life, they're called the Yuga cycles, which are 26,000 years each, right? That's one cycle. And in the yuga cycles, there are phases that evolution, of evolution that take place on the planet. We happen to have gone past the famous Kali Yuga, which is the darkest part, and we've moved up to the, they call the Bronze Age, it's called the Energy Age. The experimentation of energy goes on and for, you know, like another... I don't know how many years are left, but, you know, it's at least 10,000 years more of this. But at the end of that, we reach a high state of enlightenment where everyone is connected telepathically and energetically and there's peace. And, and you know, that lasts for another five, 6,000 years, you know, and there's not a hard line that separates the ages. There's a, usually a gradual transition between those ages, but we are moving towards, in the long run, another height of enlightenment for all living things. Now, the dark side of it is that there's always a push for power and control coming from, you know, the the lower level, less evolved beings. This is part of it. It's always been part of it. And so we have to consider our path on that cycle, what our role is and what our purpose is. We stick to that. You do the right thing at every moment. You can't go wrong, no matter what life you're in. And so it's a much broader picture than I'm painting. You know, it includes the Atlantis uh, cycle of energy and technologies that there were at that time. And it was also a destruction that came from it. So, um, you know, it's kind of like we're reliving. We forgot. Everybody forgot, and now we have to go through it again. So, you know, the, the learning continues. But all of the learning, all of the lessons, all of the gifts, all of the ideas are still in consciousness. Learning. They're still there. All of the lessons, all of the gifts, all of can't use uh, your speaker phone when you're unmuted, so that's not me. Off. 
speaker while you're unmuted. I was just unmuting a few people. Sorry. That's interesting yeah. what you're saying about forgetting about Atlantis and, you know, deep researchers are going back and looking over what information that came out. Uh, I think it was Edgar Casey that actually gave the coordinates of where Atlantis was. Um, and he was obviously a very gifted individual and helped a lot of people with with health problems when nobody else could. Um, I was reading a story about Jimi Hendrix called Rock Prophecy, and it was about Jimi Hendrix having dreams uh, of asteroids hitting the planet. And I ended up writing a song. It's on YouTube. My channel is Merlin22, spelled M-U-R-R-L-I-N, and then 22. And the the song about this is uh, is called Lost Again. And the words to it, when they came out of me after being inspired by uh, writing this song, just blew me away because what came out ended up being about this feeling about, about Atlantis. So the words start out saying, I see we're lost again. Atlantis is a memory of what was and what has come to be. Humanity has lost its sense of what destroyed those ancient lands. The earth she cried so few could hear her screams. The chorus says, oh, oh, too caught up in the game. We know now us and them is really we. Oh, no, I see we're lost in space. She's spinning off her axis aimlessly. I won't read the rest of it, but uh, it's just interesting that you mentioned that, like we forgot. And originally I was writing the song about the CIA uh, wanting to shut Jimi Hendrix up because he was going to, make a movie about the visions he was having in his dreams. Uh And he told a few friends that he probably wouldn't make it to his 28th birthday and that grapes were going to be his demise. And the true autopsy that came out years later uh, showed that his lungs were filled with wine and he didn't drink Mm. alcohol. Mm. Pretty interesting. Yeah. A lot of visionaries have been targeted. Hey, Neil, this is Jason Spades. Sorry. This is Jason Spades again up near Buffalo. Um, I've gotten, I've spent about the past three years getting a medical healing one. Um, I've done some work. It's had a lot of good strides, a lot of good success. Um, If anybody's interested, uh, I don't know if you guys know what Medical Healing One is. Um, I'm willing to work with some people in this area and then not too few, uh, maybe by the end of the year, maybe next year. Uh, It covers a lot of ground. Um, Do you know know what I'm talking about, about when I say Medical Healing One? No. It covers everything from pain relief to um, uh, everything. It covers a, a it covers a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, it covers everything from pain relief to possible 
uh, cancer therapy. Um, can you repeat? Ian, can you repeat the name of that medical? It's called. It's really called. I said medical healing one, but the real term is medical one healing. Healing. Yeah, they don't. Okay, thank you. It's it's similar to homeopathic medicine, but it works a little bit differently. Yeah, it would be nice to to see an article written about that that we could put in the newsletter to to let more people know. Um, Yeah, there is state of the art things that can create what we would call miracles. Yeah. I'd like to keep the results confidential. Um, the, if I have somebody come to me, um, it, I do the work. If they're happy with the work, um, so far so good. But I don't really want. I don't really want too much getting out. I want confidential. Like if the person has extreme ankle pain or foot pain, and I do medical one healing and it's fixed. I, I don't want, like a lot of people, I want a confidentiality agreement with the person um, that's right now. But, you know, um, if they're okay with that. But I figured I'd put that out there. I figured that may interest some people and help some people. Uh, if you know anybody in the Buffalo area that would want to meet, uh, I'm working right now. I'm working a job right now. But as around August, there's going to be some big changes. I'm willing I know there's a lot of people out there suffering, and uh, if I, I can help. Did you already give out some contact info or something? Uh, yeah, uh, you can reach me at, uh, let me see, I've got quite a few email addresses. If you got a pen, uh, J-A-Y-R-Z-R-O-U-N-D-S. At hotmail.com, you can write me. J A Y R O U N D S? Yes, at hotmail.com. Okay. Thanks. But I think I just throw that out there. I appreciate appreciate y'all uh, uh, letting hey. me know. Hey, I'm, a, I'm unmuted. Can everybody hear me or no? Yes, we hear you. Um, if I could ask you about a particular topic, and I'm open to anyone's opinion on this, and like, uh, <clears throat> I just kind of like, my question is, or like what I'm proposing as a topic quickly for however long, I want to talk like specifically about dreams and like sleeping like how that might relate to death. And like, if anybody out there listening has any kind of like near death experience, I'd be open to that. Like why I'm proposing this, like the point why I would ask you something like this is like, you're in this reality where like you wake up in the morning and you go about your daily affairs, like your tasks, you go to work or you're with your family and you might be fully aware of the targeting, you know, right when you're awake, like you're, you're aware of it. Like, you know, what's going on. You don't know what it is. Maybe you'll never know what it is, the targeting, 
but it's like you're hip to it. And you hear the same thing on these calls night after night. Like people know what's up. And But I guess like when I'm asleep, there's sometimes where I have like really bad dreams. But then there's those mornings like you wake up feeling like totally refreshed, like almost as if you were in another world. And then the second you realize you're awake, you're like, oh, man, like I'm targeted. Like you realize it. <laughs> I know. Does that make any sense? Like I'm not, of course. you know. Yeah, you're uh, having you're having like a whole another trip, and then you come back to this reality, and it's like this again. You know what? How right. can this, how can this be my reality here? And you know, I guess I I guess I need to say, there's probably people maybe that recognize my voice. They've heard me on other calls. Like I don't know, but. I've lost people. Like I've had a lot of losses. Like I've lost family and friends, a lot of distant people, associates, people I grew up with. I've lost a lot of people. So like when I go to sleep at night, you know, dreaming is a lot like dying. And then when I wake up, the targeting is just like right in your face. But then there's some nights where, you have nightmares. Like there's sometimes I am attacked. Like a lot of callers you'll hear on these calls, they say, Hey, I'm attacked in my dreams or I'm attacked in my sleep. I can relate to that as well. But when I go to bed at night, I never know what it's going to be. One night they could be attacking me one night. It could be blissful, but I was just kind of wondering if anyone out there can talk on that, like kind of just targeting and, the alternate reality of sleep and dying, per se? Oh, I'd have to say I feel more busy in my sleep than I do in my waking time, and I'm too busy in my waking time. And sometimes you wake up with certain things on your mind or, or certain themes, and it makes me wonder what we are all doing in our sleep. Um, is it Alex? Yeah, this is Alex. I'm sorry, Neil. I'm sorry. Were you finished? Yeah, go ahead for sure. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you on you. It's Alex, okay. you 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 um you lost your brothers, right? Right. I lost a brother too. It's been almost 20 years. But what I was gonna, I have bad dreams sometimes, and I have you know weird dreams, and sometimes I have okay dreams. But when you first, I don't know how long ago you lost your brothers, but when when you first lost them, wouldn't wouldn't you sometimes, like, if you dreamed about him, you'd wake up and the first thing on your mind is like, I got to tell him that I, about this dream. And then it's like, a, you know, slamming into a brick wall because you remember all of a sudden that they're, you know, that they're not with you anymore. Didn't you go, did you go through that when your brothers passed? Uh, I want to say, like, I want to say no. Okay. But that's what the thing, the thing, I did. The, the, the thing growing up with my brothers was like whatever energies connected to targeting, there was something connected like between us all. Like there was something, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words right now. Like, I don't know how to say it. Like you grow up, you're, you're born into this energy. And my brothers are. When you forget sometimes when you first woke up, wouldn't you have to remember that they had died? No. No, I was never like, <clears throat> if this makes sense. To what you're talking about going through now, like you wake up. 
That's like you were doing the target, you're like, damn, I'm targeted. I just thought I, I thought that maybe you would do that because I did when I lost my brother. Well, and no, wake up. what I mean, like, what I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say, and, like, I could relate to you. Like, if me and you sat here one-on-one talking, I, I could identify with you in some type of way. I'm able to connect with people. Like, I know what we all been through, what you're going through. But what I meant kind of, like, with the sleep thing is, like, it's almost like a drug, like a euphoria. Like you go to sleep and you're somewhere and you're okay. Like no one's out to get you. You're just off in this energetic distance. And then like you wake up in the morning and then it's like as if you're on a TV screen or like you're in some movie. And I just kind of liken that to death. I don't know what I'm saying. Maybe now, maybe this doesn't make sense, but like, I feel like nine out of ten people probably don't feel death. Like you just die and you just transition in sort of like a dream state. I can't explain. Like as far as my brothers, like I was close with them. There's love there, but we weren't tight. I always, if anybody might have heard me say this before, like my mom, I think, was targeted. I think, like, they killed them or someone sacrificed them or it was just bizarre circumstances of why they died, but maybe that was going at my mom. Mm -hmm. I don't know, because I'm not super tight with my brother. I still feel the same loss you'd feel for losing a family member, but ultimately the purpose of this call right now is we're all here because you use the word targeting. Targeting is like the umbrella word. Everything falls under that word, targeting. And, like, there's a lot of, like, ins and outs of life I can't really put my thumb on. I can't put a label on. But I guess ultimately I feel that energetic targeting, like, whatever the hell's happening. I can't find the language for it or the words. But I know what it is. It's something. It's something, like, supernatural or or outside of my understanding. Yeah. There, there's certainly more going on than our, our five basic senses. People are more right. sensitive to tuning in on that. Well, this is why I, you know, I think a lot about spiritual warfare because if we're working, if they're building, you know, quantum computers that have no physical base, if it's all energetic and cloud computing and interfacing with mind and consciousness, then we need to upgrade the way we deal with the targeting. We have to upgrade our our senses. You know, we have to accelerate accelerate our mental and spiritual and psychic growth so that we can deal with this on other levels. And the tools for that, you know, basically start with meditation and prayer. I'm not saying you have to have any particular religion, but most of the religions, if you take them far enough, have a mystical tradition which will give you tools to deal with the spiritual warfare aspects. They won't be perfect. They won't be, you know, there'll be discoveries along the way that will you know, force you to contend 
in ways that you never expected. Which is why I'm always saying people look for correlations that don't relate to your own, you know, your own life. Look at the bigger picture. Always look at the bigger picture because that's what they're doing across the board and higher up too, on a vertical plane as well as the horizontal. Yeah, it's multifaceted, so we have to realize that and see which directions we go in to empower ourselves. And I yeah. remember an Alfred Lambermont Weber interview with Peter Kling, and, and he just said, the fact of the matter is you are 10-dimensional beings. Uh-huh. And they don't want you to know this other information because you are very powerful. And Uh he said it's time for people to realize this so we can stand up, exercise our power, and take our world back. Yeah. Well, I read articles about that. Um, Actually, uh, 11 dimensions uh, seems to be workable, but after that, the math breaks down. So they know of, you know, 11 dimensions that hold together theoretically. So... That's as much as we should learn, you know, to get through. So where would you say to start for for those of us that haven't really studied off in that direction much? Well, we always have to get grounded and centered. That's the first place to start. Try to eliminate the distractions because that's one of their biggest tools is distractions and diversion. And if you can get yourself grounded and centered as often as possible throughout the day, then you can start um, doing, you know, higher mind things. So then you can start meditating. You can start doing healing work with the energy and light. You can move the energy around in your body instead of suffering a pain in your heart or your knee constantly. You can learn to move that energy out of you and into you know, another space, so it's not like hurting you. You can learn how to move that energy back to the people who are sending it to you. That's something that I'm working on. Um, You can learn how to reach your spirit guides and your angels for guidance and get direct information that you wouldn't get in an email or somebody hand-delivering a letter saying, here are the people that are doing it to you and this is where they live, you know. But you can get that information if you override and go into like a hyperspace where the information is available. It is. It's all out there. They're not controlling every space. They don't control the universe. But our minds can travel to any place that we send it. It's not like it separates from you. It's all connected. Everything is connected. So if you have an intention to receive information, if your mind is clear, you can receive that information almost instantaneously. There's a lot of things you can do in those higher levels that, um, you know, seem impossible to most people. And, And really, it's like our conscious mind wants to be in control, so it never shuts up. So you say, well, you know, the word prayer actually means focus. Uh, the word meditate is to focus. And so, you know, you sit down with yourself. You're used to being in the world. You're busy all the time. You always have thoughts. My brain never shuts up. As soon mm-hmm. as I say, I'm just going to sit down and shut up and 
you know, see if I can get an angel to come to me or some kind of divine guidance to give me a sense of direction. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been there sometimes, but it's easier to just let the conscious mind run the show. And so as soon as you're saying, uh, I'm just going to turn off all my thoughts about everything going on in my life and around me right now, and you you have, you know, 30 seconds or a couple of minutes of no thoughts and then some thought will come in, oh, you need to put air in your fire or uh, you're hungry or do this or do that. Um, and what what is it that it takes to get past that point where you feel your conscious mind struggling uh, or, or your, I guess, subconscious mind struggling to get your conscious mind to shut up long enough to be able to hear that inner voice and make those connections. But on what that, is it? What is it that gets in the way? Is that the question? Uh, or, or how to? Yeah, I guess to understand what it is that's getting in the way, so that you can get past that to quiet your conscious mind enough to be able to get that connection you're talking about. Right. Well, you know, the bottom line of it is, you know, practice and repetition. You know, the body and the mind will align itself with a cellular memory of where that place is. So if you get there a few times, then you get there more often, then you're then as soon as you sit down, you don't have to go through breathing exercises and muscle relaxation techniques. You get there by thinking of that place. So it it becomes quicker and easier, and um, the body, the mind know where that is after you practice. It's like, you know, riding a bicycle, right? First time you get on, you slip off, you fall, you hit something, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Then finally, you get on the bike and you're not thinking about it anymore. So you have to practice. It's a physical necessity in the beginning. But then eventually it becomes a part of, you know, you can be in a walking mindfulness all day long like a monk do. Um, You can walk. You can breathe. You can shop in mindfulness and be in touch with many different levels while you're doing those things and not really being attached to those things, but actually being aware during the whole process. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I I think the bicycle thing was a good analogy because when you first start out, it's pretty discouraging. You know, people would tell me, well, just sit and be quiet. You know, it's like you sense that there's more uh, but you're so used to being in your physical, conscious, analytical mind that it's going to fight you at first. But, you know, after you ride the bike a few times, you start to learn a few things and get a little bit more grace, and yeah. and then it gets better. So it's it's really a discipline, and, and I see us purposely not being taught to focus, let alone go inside, in our formative years in school. So we're really being cheated out of what is probably the core of the most powerful thing that we have individually and collectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but after a while, the discipline you can let go of because it becomes automatic. That's where I was headed on that paragraph. Because it, 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 it transcends discipline and control, self-control, telling your mind what to think and not to think. You can get past that. So it's a fluid 
natural motion of mindfulness. So it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't feel like strenuous after a while. And by the way, you know, since we're talking about meditation, if anybody wants to, I have eight meditations available that are already pre-recorded. You can call them visualizations if you're more comfortable with that. They're not that deep. Um, they're only 10 or 15 minutes each. And you can find them right at the top of my webpage. At, is it okay if I give this out, Neil? I, I should ask you first. Yeah, definitely. I went there uh, last oh. week and yeah? put them on while I was out in the garage, and I, I found them very comforting. I really got peace of mind from that. Oh, good. Thank you for telling Please me. Please do share. Okay, so just go to Sue eight hundred eight at fsu eight zero eight dot wordpress dot com. There's eight different kinds of visualizations there. One starting with grounding and centering, light meditations, uh, psychic protection in a pyramid shape, uh, different things like that, gaining perspective. So go in, see what you like. You know, if there's no calls on at late at night, you know, and you need to calm down or you need to get a new look on things, just click one of those and it's free. And all you have to do is listen. You don't have to do anything special. Thanks for putting your time into that and sharing. I know you've done a lot of work from what I heard. At, at one point, you were pretty much a celebrity. Yeah, a little bit. Circles, searching deeper for more answers and then just turning around and sharing. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. Welcome. Yeah, I mean, this is my work now. This is the work. A lot of people are suffering a lot. A lot of animals are suffering, too. And so the more people I can teach to heal themselves and heal others, the more we can spread the good energy around. And um, it doesn't cost anything to be a good person, you know? Yeah, and if you think about it, I mean, what what happens to us over time under this kind of duress that you start to really realize that they want us to obsess over them and their themes? Mm-hmm. So your oh, whole yeah. life becomes, you know, can I go out without this happening or that happening? Can I sit still in one place without, you know, hearing a sound up in my attic or or feeling a beam, you know, like it's drilling a hole in the top of my head, or mm-hmm. pains in different places in your body, and having to get up and move and go do something else. They're trying to distract us and keep our mind on their yeah. disempowering agenda because they yeah. really are afraid that if we mm-hmm. get a focus and get centered and say, well, you know, I claim my right to exist in this world. And I claim my right for my soul to be here without your theme imposing on me to the level that I don't get to remember who I am and what I'm really here to do and be. That's right. So, I mean, if you go to every city and every town across the world, how is it that it works out like each town and city is a mini-movie where mm-hmm. there's somebody to play all these different parts? 
and and people that interact. I mean, you, you put a thought out there, you know, God, I'd sure like to meet somebody that understands all this digital music stuff, and then, you know, you walk into a store and something happens and somebody says something, and then it turns out they have information to help you. What is it behind all this that's coordinating these things we would call synchronicities or, oh, that was just a coincidence? It's more than that. It's to have all the players show up on every stage of every movie and every place. And when you're paying attention to some kind of a grace that seems to guide these things to happen, then you get where you really recognize it. You see somebody in a store and, you know, maybe bump into them to get something off a shelf and you say, oh, excuse me, and they say, oh, it's all right, you know, have a nice day or whatever. And, and then you're out at another store half hour later and you see them again. I learned to recognize that there's either something I have to impart to them or mm. they have to impart to me. And, mm. and I've seen this happen, you know, like three times and go, duh get a clue, there's some kind of an interaction that one or both of you is going to benefit from. So don't hold back. Don't be shy. Speak up, and and you'll watch what's being put before you. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think these are, you know, like angelic beings that are running around coordinating, getting people to show up in, in the right places for for what they're pursuing and and still your own right as an individual to have a mind and a free will you can choose to fall down in a mud puddle and then you know realize that you you just got all wet and now it's cold and that's allowed to happen in this free will zone because you'll learn from that and say well I don't think next time it's cold outside I'm going to go splash in a mud puddle I'm going to be more careful because when you get wet, you get cold. So it it doesn't mean that every experience that is coordinated is necessarily beautiful or graceful. Some of them are just the contrast for us to learn from the experience. And then based on the wisdom you gain, you you choose what you'll do or be next. Yeah. Well, I think that... The program is trying to mimic natural synchronicity, you know. Um, they, uh, I think, like, they want to compete with God. They want to compete with spiritual synchronicities and help from unknown sources. They want to interfere with that. They want to figure out how to control it. So our job while we're watching synchronicities is to discern which ones are, not, are real and which ones are artificial. So that's a big part of our job. If you can recognize when the perp is at three different stores with you versus somebody who needs your help like that, um, then you know which ones you can act on. I mean, uh, Julia gave a story a few times. Uh, Julia runs a Christian call. She said she kept seeing this woman in a couple different stores, and she didn't describe the person as stalking her. She was just, you know, another person. And she said, can I pray for you? And the woman broke down crying like, oh, my God, isn't that, oh, that is so special. Yes, of course, I've been having such a hard time, you know. She sensed that the woman needed help, you know. That's why she was put in front of her. 
And so there was a real connection made because she was willing to pray for this woman. So, you know, we have opportunities and not everything, you know, generates money or a special, you know, feedback. Like most people say, I'm not going to do anything unless I get paid, whatever. But, um, you know, we're still spiritual beings in this world. And everything that you do, every good deed that you do has, you know, a mark on your, you know, call it your your karmic spreadsheet, I've been saying lately. It's the karmic spreadsheet, what you did good, what you did bad, what they did to you, good or bad, you know, the spreadsheet goes on and on, and somebody's calculating up there in the sky, and you prayed for that woman, and she didn't expect it, and she felt better, you just changed something in the quantum realm that you can't see. The full circle. And in that give and take, it also comes back to you when you're in need because that's how it works. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a well, balance. then you get, then blessings come to you in unexpected ways, too. Right. That, that's, you know, if that was realized by everybody on the planet, it would be that that connectedness that, that you mentioned earlier that we are really all connected. I mean, there's many walks of life. We don't have to agree with belief systems or lifestyles on everything, but just to be able to coexist and say, you know, well, maybe I don't like the car that person's driving or what they look like or whatever, but they're standing out there with a gas can. I'm going to stop and pick them up and give them a ride to the gas station. Mm -hmm. It's that surrender to the understanding. We, We really are all on this same boat together. Yeah. We have to all do our share of paddling and our share of resting and be uplifting and supporting, and then, then it, it just it ends up being good things that happen for everyone. And you know, I think about what's happened over the years of of those core people that have been stealing so much from everybody, and how the economy was 40 years ago. There was tons of jobs. Uh, America was very much producing a lot, and we're not so much now. Uh, it's changed the times. The economic structure has you know, got so much pressure on it because the thieves at the top have done what they've done and just become more and more greedy to get what they want for themselves, and that filters down. So somebody who has a mortgage payment and kids to take care of and all that, they're they're like, well, you know, I have to take this job to go out and do the bad things against strangers. I don't even want to know if they're really bad people. I need a job. It, it's really, it's the trust in saying, I'm not going to take that job. That doesn't feel right to me. The universe will provide and something else will come along that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it does. And another yeah, thing does. I just want to mention while we're on this topic is, you know, in the same discipline of focus and everything you've been talking about, uh, another thing that I see is this sensitivity knob of fear being a power to manifest things that you don't choose is turned up louder. And what I feel from this is that 
it's requiring us to recognize this for what it is. On one side, you've got these uh, misaligned people and machines doing things that are a threat and causing harm, which puts us under duress. And, you know, we can have a tendency to go into fear mode. But the truth is, when you think the thought that you're afraid of something, it's mm-hmm. because you put the thought out there to make something happen. Uh, because it's a fear thought, you end up creating what you don't want. So it's the realization of the mechanics of this that when the fear thought comes in, you say, I don't choose that. And then you change Mm -hmm. your focus to what you do choose, and many things will not happen to you anymore. it's, It's your own right to be here, but it's also your own discipline to realize the mechanics of how we create things. So... You know, if you really want something, your mind focuses on it, uh, quite often you'll end up creating that. You know, people say, uh, watch out for what you dream of because you might get it. Well, Mm -hmm. so the same thing, if you're having a fear thought, you're putting an intense energy on what you're afraid of. And because you are, you're playing in the mechanics of how you create things in your life. I think Mm -hmm. for us, it's a calling to become more disciplined and realize, oh, well, you know, the thought just came in my head. I'm on my way to go play music at a club, and the voice comes in and says, your engine's going to blow up. You're going to have a flat tire, (laughs) all these things, and you feel the butterflies in your stomach, and, and I just had to get a grip and say, no, none of these things are happen, uh, will happen. And then I pictured in my mind me getting to the place and being on the stage playing. Exactly. Exactly the same. When you visualize where you intend to be, to what you're going to do, what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like, you're already connecting with that reality. Um, But let me throw in here, since this is a targeting call, because they know that your fear and emotions can generate waves in the energetic realms, right? If you have fear, you're generating a wave of fear, of frequency. But they will initiate a fear through frequencies and chemicals, by the way, so that when you're having that fear, which is artificially generated, and you have a thought of fear, and you're manifesting the fear, and they can also help manifest your fear, then they've got a, a negative downward spiral you know, developing. So initially, as targeted individuals, we have to realize they can cause your fear through frequencies and chemicals to um, sit there and go, this is not mine. I, this was not my original feeling or thought. This, is, this whole little paradigm right here was, generated and and thrown at me, I'm going to sit and wait and push it back right now and get back to who I am, who I really am, and who I really can be, despite all of these challenges and distractions. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be angry. They want you to make mistakes. They want you to create a negative reality. 
And that's the whole mind control aspect of it. So the mental discipline, the emotional discipline is so key right here. Recognizing when it's something artificially induced or when it's something from your own consciousness that you have to work on. And then you can move forward. Well, how do you reverse this? What would be the brave thing to do? What would be the brave thing to think or feel right now instead? Let me turn this thing around to its opposite. And every time you turn the opposite, you're pushing back the hyper game on on them. Thanks for sharing that. This is really just getting into the core of where our real power is and and also the realization of why they want to keep us distracted and, and busy treading water, basically, right? Well, yeah, um, you know, what I've come to understand is that the people who design and running these programs are operating at a very low-level frequency, and they want to mirror those feelings and actions in us. So, in you know, in physics... Uh, You know, objects are not apparent to you unless you're vibrating at the same vibration. You know, it's the same frequency. You can see, okay, there's a tree, there's a floor, there's a car, because in three dimensions, we're operating on similar frequencies. But if you're a very high ascended person, like, you know, Christ, you can't even see Christ. We know he exists, but he's at such a high frequency that we can't see him. When we get to that level, we'll be able to see each other. You see what I mean? They want to bring us down to the lowest level so that they can vibrate with us. They can bounce off of us. They can get acknowledgement. You know, They can get validated for their reality. But if you really intend to go to a higher place, you have to keep moving and resist. And they, push, they try to push me down a lot, and I resist. You know, because my path is not here. My path is in another place. I'm here temporarily. I'm a spirit in human form for a while. I got a job to do and then I'm gone, you know, and I know that. And so um, they want to keep me down here doing, you know, the low-level stuff, but they also know that I spend most of my time in the higher sphere mentally. So, you know, it, it is a challenge both ways. And maybe one day, you know, some of them will evolve and say, I'm done with this, I don't want to hurt anybody anymore, Uh, grow a conscience and start evolving like some of us are doing. You know, they can do that too if they choose it. There's nobody telling them, well, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe they got threats against them or their families if they don't keep their jobs, you know, if they don't hurt somebody, uh, then something will happen to them. But, hey... They're all targeted targeted anyway. You know, they were chosen for their reasons. And they're going to be held hostage. So if they, if they want to evolve, they have to break out. They're going to have to break out and be brave. And trust that their needs will be met. I mean, I think this is happening every day that, <clears throat> you know, everyone has a conscience. It's designed into you and, 
Uh-huh. And your heart has to feel it, and your mind has to contemplate the discomfort of that process. Uh, so it, it is making it happen. It, you could say by design, uh, like playing a part on a stage in a, a play or a movie, how the right players show up. And th- this process may actually bring about more people saying, you know, I just can't be a part of this. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody said they they heard a woman crying in a V2K uh, and saying, I just can't do this to another woman. Uh-huh. So yeah, the, 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 I think we're going to start seeing a breakdown of that fabric, you know, that they were trying to control. I think we're going to start hearing them, feeling them, noticing them more, trying to break out of the system. It's going to be hard though, for them, but, you know, it's already hard for us. And in the long run, the karmic returns will be great. They can't stay in that lifestyle and expect it to all work out hunky-dory in the end because it doesn't work that way, you know. And if they do want to evolve and they do want to see heaven one day, they're going to have to make those choices. It's a very difficult thing, I understand. But it is a choice. Everyone has free will, even if it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's through all these experiences that we gain the wisdom to get the grace. It's, you know, we, we couldn't just be barbarians and be handed a Garden of Eden. We would ruin it. <laughs> so, so through all this experience, what I call our our spiritual DNA, that on some kind of a spiritual cellular level, for lack of a better analogy, uh, I think that there's going to be something of a memory, even if it couldn't be put into words to say, you know what, I I learned some things from being here now in in this life, and uh, it's the few rules that are put down to keep everything beautiful in getting a second chance and honoring the wisdom that we gain from having the experiences of what doesn't work uh, will be what will keep something that you would call heaven beautiful, comparatively Mm -hmm. speaking. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I understand the process uh, in, in all that we do and go through and feel and how challenged we are beyond unspeakable in these times. If you find yourself reduced to a caveman ready to beat some perp over the head with a stick, uh, don't beat yourself up for having the thought. Take a look at the contrast and say, God, it got under my skin. It made me angry. Uh, I don't really like that side. I'd, I'd rather give people a hug and play music or hand somebody a flower or a nice healthy meal or or some kind of comfort. Uh, It's just part of the process. And, you know, in a world with parameters that really appear too much to be designed for us to learn from, it is the contrast that says, you know, uh, I'm not going to judge this situation. Maybe I could say something nice to this person rather than even have the thought of, you know, I'd like to beat you over a head with a stick if you don't put that smartphone away right now. <laughs> and I'm uh-huh. telling you from experience, you know, I'm a pretty uh-huh. gentle kind of a person, but I can get pushed to that 
male side of, you know, I'd really mm-hmm. like to beat you over the head with a stick for doing what you're doing to, to skizz it mm-hmm. or me. Well, that's where they want you. You know, they want you to get to that level because it's easier for them to relate to, you know. But um, I use I use humor a lot of times to break, to, just to break up the energies, or to break up react, my reactions to it. Okay, like for uh, a few a few times that I went to the stores, they had cars parked next to me with like witchcraft stickers on them. Like a couple of one one lady had a VW van, and she had like four dogs in there, which was fine. You know, she's probably a dog lover. That's great. She had stickers all over it with like witchcraft and dragons and all this stuff. I thought that's kind of funny. I was laughing, right? That's nice, interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm not into it, but you know, somebody else was living their their choice, right? Well, then there was like two other cars at different period, you know, weeks apart. But I noticed there was a pattern now. So like three cars with, you know, reversed uh, five-pointed stars and whatnot, right? And I said, you know what? I'm not afraid of your witchcraft or your witches or your warlocks. I don't care about any of that. And you can put as many stickers on your car as you like. And I was like laughing. It was so funny. It's like, put as many stickers as you want. Go ahead. You know, because it wasn't a threat to me. I guess they were thinking they were going to scare me somehow, but it it totally doesn't even phase me, you know, people's little rituals and costumes, and it's just theater to me. So, you know, I just come out with that, and I'm laughing my head off, and they stopped <laughs> because it didn't mean anything. And probably a lot some of the Christians... I hear a lot of Christians on the call, they're like really, really scared of witchcraft. Um, oh, you've got to pray against that. Oh, it's very scary to them. But no, don't be scared. No, because there's a lot more power in God than there is in little rituals. You have to remember that. God is bigger than all of it, all of it, any of it. Anything they can figure out or write down or, or wave around the room with feathers or whatever. It doesn't matter. That stuff is not really powerful unless they have God within them and around them to make it happen. And God will make something happen if it's in his design for you or not. People have to remember that. It's like, you know, spiritual warfare does not mean you do it yourself. It means you do it with the highest power there is. That's what I like to say to people. So they don't think that I'm just doing, you know, fitting fitting into some kind of new age thing that doesn't really have any long-standing legs, roots, branches. I want to clarify that. So if anybody uh, has a question or a thought, and I want to let some other people talk for a while because I've been talking for a bit tonight. Um, I wasn't expecting to have this much airtime, so thank you, Neil, for letting me express my ideas and concepts to well, you're welcome. It's funny how the, you know, different calls have different themes and yeah, I just let it happen and it just goes in the directions it goes. I remember when I first started doing this call a couple of years ago, I was just so worried about getting speakers every week and, you know, how am I going to do this? And 
and then I, you know, I was so busy, I didn't have time to find people to interview, and I just found that the call just went the directions that that it needed to go, and it didn't take a yeah. whole lot of guidance to make it do that, so. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, if you're finally guided, then it will go in the right direction. Was that, is that still speaking? Thank you. This is Sue Maya. Oh, hi, Sue. Yes, this oh. is, let me come to Bobby's thing. This is Elaine in Texas. Hi, Elaine. Been, hi. How are you guys? I've just been listening. I'm so encouraged by the last, especially about the last 20 minutes. I didn't catch the call from the beginning, but <clears throat> I really just wanted to say, there's still a building, a building when you say, you know, yourself. Imagine yourself being where you want to be. Because mm-hmm. I really could have used that today. To be where you want to be, you have to really try to use visualization, right. imagination, pitch yourself there, the sounds, the smells, the taste or whatever you want to go. It's yourself dressed how you want to dress. Like Neil said, like he wants to visualize playing the piano, I mean, not the piano, the guitar and visualizing himself on stage. And I could have used that visualization better, especially when you're being woken up, like in my case, recently, every two hours, go use the restroom. Or something is so odd. Then when it's time for me to get up, I can't get up to go where I need to go. I'm so drained. But now I want to use more visualization and push back, like Neil said. I don't choose to think that way. I feel that. Try to push back some of the negativity. That's right. And really visualize being where I want to be, you know, don't beat myself up or ourselves, you know, up if you missed the first time what you want to do. But keep visualizing the good so you can attract that that positivity to yourself and others. Because we do have, you can look in someone's eyes and sometimes tell them, boy, they are happy, they are fired, and their eyes smile. Or you can look at someone and their eyes might look sad or, you know, even as children we learn. We slowly learn to recognize things. So try to visualize in my mind's eye, my eyes open or closed, where I want to be, where I want to have be dressed for this day, what I want to have on, what shoes I'm going to wear, you know. Because I'm like, so about the last three weeks, I hadn't gone to my Bible meetings on Sundays, that is. <clears throat> I've gone to midweek, but not Sundays. And I would have studied my lessons. And it's just like, I'm just, I picked up my scriptures, and I just can't get up and get there. So the one I'm assigned to for my area. <clears throat> so, you know, excuse me, there are later ones. But I'm just saying this can be just my situation. But for the others, you might have something else you have to go do. It's just, that's so, just love hearing that. That just made me feel so good. Yeah. So here. Yeah. And then like you're saying too, they're not in control of the universe, no. Uh-huh. And they do want to bring people down to that level. But you're looking beyond humans here. You're looking at machinery that's been programmed to do wrong. 
with no feelings. And we're looking at the source itself. Never talk about the devil that's behind all this. Hi, um, just I just like you can like, use music oh. and people, but we can also use those same things to build ourselves up, like we're doing now. Might can't end it. You might have to endure it for some reason or some time. But like uh, Neil said earlier, he's talking about his saying. Uh, like Neil said earlier about. You can learn wisdom when you have endured some things. Oh yeah, yeah. Hi, um, okay. I um, I would just like to ask everyone, and Sumaya included. Um, sometimes I try to visualize, and especially if I'm lying down in bed at night and I'm just getting ready to go to sleep, and I haven't done anything wrong all day, and they will start something up where I can feel like this energy is coming toward my eyes and I do the best to protect myself. It doesn't happen every single night. But they will start, like when I visualize, they'll start like something where it's like kicking. It's like a kicking sensation and they're doing something with my internal vision so Mm -hmm. that I can't pictures in my mind the way I used to. Does anyone have a suggestion as to what I might do to overcome that? Well, I can suggest, yeah, you're doing the shielding and everything, but one one thing you can do is pick times that aren't when you're getting ready to go to bed, when they know that that's going to be your favorite time to visualize. So pick another time, like you're raking leaves, you can visualize. Um you know, you're sitting on the toilet where places that they wouldn't expect you to start your visualization. Just be spontaneous about it. Don't have it as a, a scheduled pattern because then they'll use that. Yeah. Yeah. That That's a good suggestion. You're washing, yeah, sometimes I'm washing dishes or, uh, you know, I'm sweeping the floor. Um, my meditations or walking meditations or moving... I I I have, you know, places that I like to sit, but I also know that they're going to, you know, have all their beams, tar- you know, pointing at my chair or my bed. So I try to move around and do things like that so it's not so, you know, sedentary. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you to everyone on the call. Huh? Sometimes walking. I've been doing, like, just little walking. It's yeah. not a routine quite yet where I have yeah. a set day, a set hour, but it's just been like once a week. I just randomly try to go and walk, and it yeah. may only be 30 minutes. Just feeling that breeze on the face or yeah. hearing the birds twerping, chirping, whatever you say. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah that's, a, that's a very good thing is, you know, walking meditation and visualization. You can even add a mantra or call it a phrase or a Bible scripture that uh, lifts you up, you know, lifts you up and repeat it until it becomes like a song. Sometimes I'll make up little phrases and make a song out of it in my mind. Sometimes I'll even put a tune or a rhythm to it so that it, it sticks and I can remember it again when times are tough. And sometimes they torture you so much that you can't even think straight. So it's good to have those little phrases, um, prayers maybe, 
three or four words in a row that you just uh, keep you centered on God and lift you out until that pain is over. Sumaya, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> I just so appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I um, just want, you know, I've known this. I've known this in the past. I know it's amazing how powerful it is when you can go to the energy that lifts you up. It's, I'm, I'm beginning to see it's probably the only thing that's going to help me survive this. They do uh-huh. want us. They do want us down. They do want us negative, where we can't deal with, you know, with things. We get paralyzed. All that stuff. All that fear. And yeah. years ago, when I was in a situation, I re- it was an over business situation, and I remember feeling very helpless. But I was very much into meditating at that point through AA, and I would sit there and I would envision myself just rising up over it just rising up over the situation and just, you know, this amazing, with with a lot of light involved, you know, and just I would sit there for like 10 minutes continually seeing myself rise over it. And when I felt lighter and and a light within me, then I would knew I I was done, you know. Um, It was, it's what got me through. And there was other meditations later on in other situations, as I've talked to you about that lawsuit, that I really... I really had to give up and just check in with God and check in with that energy and be with that every day to the point where my lawyers did ask me if I had a crystal ball at home because I just seemed to have my answers. Good. I can see him asking me that. Um, um, it, I, think, I think that's absolutely where our answers are. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Is yeah. using our energy in tune with that higher area, that higher power, higher energy. Because I can do it on my own. I've been trying to do this on my own um, for you know quite a while, and um, I can't do it. I'm 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 drowning in, yeah. in that you know depression and that pull. Right. They do want us to pull us down, and they That's make right. such an effort at doing that. You know, I mean, I wake up, I hear the tinnitus, and then I feel the fear, and then I you know. But, boy, just sitting there, in fact, Sumaya, you know, it does get into us so deeply. You know, you talked about after you practice for a while, then you can kind of just sit down and say, okay, you know, I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. You know, yeah. you can just go right to it. I can still feel that feeling of lifting up. I, mm-hmm. I, was, I was doing that while you were talking about it. I was kind of going to that same place. I can still feel that freedom, and it is yeah. freedom from the, from the pain. You know, and thank you so much for talking. I always get a lot out of what you say. And this was thank, thank you so much. And can you do it again, honey? Can you can you tell me again what is your what is your site? I know I've got it. I just okay. Uh, I yeah. Find it. okay. The, the title of the site. Yeah. Um, somebody's making some noise. Just star six yourself, please. I'll wait till it's a little quieter. Okay. Thank you. Um. So the the title of the site is Quantum Theology, and the actual address is SU808. SU8. I've got that on my on my information. I just wasn't sure what it. Okay. Yeah, SU808. Dot WordPress. Dot com. It's just one of those free sites. 
and there's a few ads on there, and they're not mine. Okay. <laughs> That's free. So quantum theology, uh, yeah, I'm going to need some help, and I, I, that's great that we can go there to get some help. To, yeah. To, uh, the, the ad, um, well, the, the address doesn't have quantum theology in it. It just says okay. Sue 808. Okay. And okay. then it'll take you to it. Bless your heart. Sue, thank you so much. Sure. And, you know, um, actually you were talking about flying. And flying, you know, getting the new perspective. One of the meditations on there is a hot air balloon ride. Ah. It's a, a visualization of lifting off the ground and leaving your problems behind so you can get a new perspective. So that's what that one is. Um, I think it says hot air balloon on there. It just says perspective, something like that. I forget how I, how I titled them. Well, that's but, cool. Um, I've always wanted to take a, a hot air balloon. I know, me too. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, And what you said again, like, you know, if you practice that before and your body, your mind knows where that place is and you just do it a few times and you'll remember and it won't take you but a few seconds to get there, you know. In fact, I've Um, already felt some of that energy as I was mm -hmm. listening to you talk. I was going back to that place and oh, I remember this. I remember, Mm -hmm. you know, this. And, and I could kind of get that feeling already. Yeah. So right, it's in our it's in our memory. It's it's with us. That's so yeah. cool. We don't lose that stuff, do we? It's no, you never lose that. Um, yeah. And also, uh, just very quickly, yeah. you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean. Let's say you're on a legal path, or let's say you're on a medical evidence collecting path, or you're on an activist path. Whatever your path and your purpose is, you can still do prayer and meditation and visualization to help you get there. I mean, they've done all kinds of studies with athletes, how it improves their performance. Just because they're visualizing doesn't make them less of an athlete. It makes them more of an athlete. It makes them more successful. They get, you know, they get the hoops because they visualize it over and over and over and there are actual, you know, there are studies out there. You can do the research. I've seen yeah. them before. No, I, bet. Um, I know what you're saying is true. I've, that is true. Um, yeah. Golfers, uh, runners, you know, if they can see themselves getting to that goal over and over and it's effortless, then when they get on the field, it's just going through the motions. Wow. They don't have to worry. There's no fear involved. They release all their fears. They work through to the goal, and the body, the mind, and everything synchronizes to make that happen. Wow. Yeah, I've read about that, and I just think it's amazing. You know, your body, something doesn't know that it's just in your mind. You know, you, you, it's, your body feels like it's going through. That's amazing, and thank you so much for, re, you yeah. know, this has really been, thank you. Sure, no problem. Glad somebody can appreciate it. Oh yeah. I think it's a tune up for all of us, you know, just to remind us who we really are and get back in touch with yourself. Well, like I said before, when you're feeling so lost, you can put on a song that uh, has a good memory for a time in your life when this wasn't happening, and it it helps on some kind of a cellular memory level just to pull you out of the you know, daily grind that we go through that's turned up so intensely. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
yeah. for who you are and get a piece of yourself back that they're trying to take away. I mean, if you could see it, it would be like having all these energy fields poking and pounding at you, and you'd mm-hmm. find yourself eventually just cowered down in a corner. Yep. You don't even have to be afraid. You're just being tormented over time, and it wears you down, and it's to do something that pulls you out of it. It could be the smell of a flower or some particular kind of comfort food that you like. And mm-hmm. and then just to picture yourself going, no, wait a minute, uh, I, I have a God-given right here to co-create. And mm-hmm. I had an energy field around me that, according to some, is 55 feet wide. And huh. you, you literally stand up, feel yourself all being squeezed in, and you push it back out. You just picture it in your mind. It, it really is amazing how powerful picturing something is. It, may I respond? Let me just say one thing. People respond to you differently, too. When you've got that energy about you and you're, you've, you've risen above, or you're getting that, that, what you're talking about, you know, that wide energy field around you, people react differently. There are much more positive reactions from people. Yeah, you know? that's right. And I used to wonder, I used to wonder, what changed that, you know, because that, I used to get a very positive reaction from people, and then that stopped happening. Well, I, I changed. I changed. You yeah, know, and true. We, it really is true. Yeah. I mean, you can test it out and and see that what you're saying is true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I know the difference. I used to have, I, I used to be kind of surprised that I was getting such a positive reaction from people. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when I was doing this, you know, I was like, whoa. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Why are they like, you know, why am I, why are things going my way so well? And, uh-huh. you know, when I was yeah. doing my serious meditation and feeling like I was rising above it, not being superior to it, just rising above it, just yeah. not being in it, you know? Wow. Thank you. You guys, thank yeah. you for this call. My goodness. Yeah. It's beneficial. It's true. And, you know, consider this. I mean, with all the energy that is on us, we have to be able to somehow transform or transmute it to our good, you know? Because it's not good enough for me to be just bombarded with energies and not have it go anywhere. So I decided that I have to focus it and refocus it every day because it has to go somewhere and it's going to empower what you do. It's there, you know, if they don't like that, they can lighten up on the energies and the frequencies. But in the meantime, I'm going to transmute it and work it for good. That's my decision. I'm sticking to it. And even if uh, they bring me down or they kill another animal of mine or something else, I'm still going to rise up and I'm going to use the energy. And I'm going to learn because I decided it already. I decided a long time ago. So they will bring me down someday. Yes, they will. That's how they do it. And then I'm going to pick myself up again. And it'll be on and on and on until they let go. Very powerful. Very powerful stuff, you know. And yeah, and we, were not, and we were not put here, like I think um, somebody said, I think it was Neil maybe, um, we were not put here just to be bombarded and tortured to death. That's not our role. Our role is to evolve through it. It's 
somehow we're going to learn to use this energy and this experience to evolve the human race into another ball of wax, whatever it is, somehow to figure out how to be more responsible with this technology. But that's how it happens in every generation. Every, every empire has gone through its rise and fall and people build back up again, you know, major world wars, they learn their lessons, they build again, there's prosperity, and then somebody decides they want to take over again and do another Reich, you know. Well, I guess Germany didn't learn their lesson. I mean, Germany is actually a better country now than it was in the 30s and 40s. But now now that same consciousness is, if you can call it consciousness, is over here, it's in different places. It's not the location of that mentality. It's it's a piece of the hu- of the human race that has to evolve and it just pops up in different countries in, in different centuries, you know? So well, that's true, didn't it? It's popping yeah, up. I mean, there, I yeah. They got their you know, they got their literally asses kicked, right? Um and their country was basically destroyed and poverty ridden until the 20th century came to an end, and now it's like it's a better country. But, I mean, look at every country that's gone to war and has had the world come back, somehow taken it down, and then that group would have to, I mean, look at the Roman Empire. Wow, they were powerful, right? They had all kinds of countries. Well, there used to be the British Empire. There used to be the Spanish Empire. Before that, there was the Mongolian Empire. There was uh, Babylon. You know, go way back in history. They all rise and fall. They all do the same thing. And we're just in another one. Yep. So hopefully we get to learn, and we are learning. Yeah. Well, it's going to take people like us, right? It's people like us who say, this is what's right, and this is what's wrong. And we have to go towards right again until it starts to... Well, anyway, I think that the House of Cards is already starting to fall. We just don't see all the evidence yet of that. I feel that, too. I think it's on its way, boy. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, big time. And And look at what happened if a lot of the people that they hired who call themselves so-called, you know, security specialists or whatever they're euphemism is uh, on their business card. Um, If they start building their own, you know, heart, their heartfelt truth, then that could collapse from the inside out because those people who used to be called perps who know they're doing wrong and they want to get out, they're not going to support the system. What is it going to, how is it going to recruit, you know? Is it going to, you know, how is it going to keep going if the people don't want to do their jobs? It, don't, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It can't. Well, we know something could be happening very soon by 2019. I mean, these people are seeing these asters, these uh, planets. I'm telling you, they are really seeing it. Like uh, Neil was talking about Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't hear it, didn't hear it as clearly. For um, some reason, when I get on the call, especially with my earpiece on, which I have it on now, 
it's like the volume goes not that high. I don't know if it's because somebody's fooling with it or what. But anyway, I do know he talked about the song and how um, that thought of uh, asteroid coming. And it's a possibility. I really believe it because I know I saw that planet. I saw one of those planets at the 2 o'clock position right here in Houston about two months ago. Really? So, yes, sir. I tried to take a picture of it before a dark cloud came. I couldn't get my phone unlocked in time. Well, I mean, <laughs> Sometimes it, it, the phone I had to try it four or five times to unlock it. In the book. Oh, so in I the book. Myself. Right here on my street, I live on. In the book. I pick up someone to bring them to the store. I'm like, what? I mean, it's almost like a shock. I was like, yeah. Not a lens flare because I have seen it with my own two eyes. Yep. Yeah, for, for anybody who's interested in contemplating that, there's a book called The Deep Sleep oh, by Tim Erickson, and it, it actually gives a timeline from 1947 when information was given uh, to William Allen, who was President Truman's advisor. Uh, that there was a cataclysmic event and that it would happen and when it would happen. And what it said in the book was that it was at that that point that they formed what they called the plan. And the plan was, you know, basically to save a seed camp of the best of the human race. I think if we were able to hear what President Truman would have to say now about what's ended up happening over time, I don't think the original plan was uh, to torture and slow kill people and profit from it and all that and exploit it so much. Mm. I think, you know, if you if you were leaders of countries and you had to contemplate that there was going to be an event that would take out a lot of people and do a lot of damage that you would say, you know, we can't put everybody underground and save everybody, so we do have to pick a variety of people that would be an asset to starting over. Um, but it, it's been corrupted, obviously, along the way. Yeah, I mean, obviously they couldn't, even the best persons in office couldn't save everyone. Fortunate they can even save themselves, and that could be temporary. But it's still here, and it makes you wonder why did Japan, I mean, not Japan, China, China has ghost cities. They have cities already built that no one basically occupies. So, I mean, they might have a few merchants there, but basically it's just ghost land, so to speak. That's what they refer to it. It's just empty. Cities, whole cities. What country does that? They must know something's coming. Huh. Well, they went underground? Is that what you're saying? No, they're not underground. Well, the cities I'm referring to are not. You can probably Google it. These are actually cities that are up above ground like, like you live in now, like I live in. It's regular city. A regular city with, with no occupants. It's like they're yeah. waiting to occupy them. Oh, okay. They Fair probably have the underground tunnels, I'm sure, for the elite class. But I'm talking about this is possibly 
I'm saying, possibly set there in the event. There are going to be survivors. Even if the asteroid hits there, it's going to be survivors. There's always survivors. Even in Nora's day, when the flood came, there were survivors. There's always survivors. So maybe they know something because they're projecting that that would be a better area if the Earth has a, excuse me, if has a pole shift. Maybe they feel that would be a place already ready to get up and running. Just Google it, like China Ghost City. China, China. No. Well, okay, I'm a mute. Anybody has any questions or comments or topics? Concerns? It's it's great on your phone if you want to be unmuted. Hi, Connie. Hi, I have a question for you. Um, uh, Sometimes I have heard the perp talking to each other about what they're doing to me. It's very faint. It's Uh not loud and clear. I mean, I've heard them laugh, and because of the way I responded, it doesn't happen often. Um, And I don't believe I get V2K, but I I don't know if it's remote viewing or if it's V2K. I know the times they've tried to access my eyesight or my brain, I get a headache in my left temple and I get blurred vision in my right eye where I have two foreign objects. And so I do what Julian McKinney um, recommends and said, you know, she'll say change direction and move because a lot of it's directional and that will get it to stop. Um, So do you have any opinion on remote viewing? Uh, Well, I wouldn't call that remote viewing. That's a specialized area of psychic warfare that um, what I think you're getting is something that has to do with, like, uh, the radio signal and, like, a heterodyning going on. Like, so... Uh, maybe they know that you can hear or maybe they do not. To say that in the old days when people would have, let's say, walkie-talkies and they didn't know that their sound was on their their mic. It happens on these calls all the time, that their mic is live and we can hear them flushing the toilet or, or washing dishes. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you could hear me. Okay, star six. So, you know, maybe there are times when they are transmitting and they don't know it and so you, you, you're like eavesdropping on their conversation. Or they might be starting up something with you where they're trying to heterodyne your thoughts with their own. So, and, and one of the things, when I've heard them, I don't believe that they knew I heard them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so they would be talking to each other, and like I said, it's very, very faint, and sometimes it's even, I can only pick up a few words here and there, Um, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen often, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen, like, at the same time of the day, or whatever, there's, you know, it's sporadic, but I, I don't believe they know that I can hear them talking about me, and how I was reacting to what they did to me. Yeah, I think then that was probably uh, unintentional on their part. But watch out if they start turning it to intentional 
You know, so they can do thought injection or thought projections to you, um, you know, trying to yeah, influence your subconscious. Right. I, I don't think they influence, like, my daily actions at all, like if I'm going to do something or not do something or if I think something. I, 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 I'm, i like, a really free spirit, and when I worked for the FDA and they hacked into my personal and work computer, they implied that I was scatterbrained. But I think that works in my favor because I'm not scatterbrained. But um, there is a method to my madness. Um, yeah. Um, so the only other two questions I have is, Neil, can you, you have something on the, just to change the topic real quick, you have something on your website that there's an international law that they can't force medicate you, right? I was wondering, could either Luda or you text me that? So I, It's not for me. It's for somebody I'm, I've been trying to help. Um, Hello. Yeah, it's an affidavit, and Skizit put it on the website. I still haven't had a chance to look at it. but I'll... It's excellent, and just make sure you get it um, notarized. Don't just witness uh, okay, it. Okay, but... But I have a problem because they hack into all my electronics and everything like that, plus I'm EMF-sensitive, super EMF-sensitive because of what I can send it to you in the mail. Uh, oh, what, could, you text me a, could you text me a link? And then the other question is, um, Neil, I would like to contribute to um, your organization, but um, could, could you text me, um, not text me a link, um, could you um, mail me a form or something, or can I, or can I give you my number and you call me, so I know where to send a check? Yeah, um, I, can... I, I only go into my email like once every two months, you know, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they you could they text you. you. You you can text me. Okay, I'll give you my number. I've given it out many times. Um, it's eight six zero. Three zero three one eight five four, and um, because uh, one of the guys, um, she's being uh, there. The judge is implying that maybe she needs to be medicated and has a psych illness. I'm pretty saying to the mm-hmm. does she has a psych illness and does she need medication, antipsychotic medication or something? So, anyways, I, I think that will help. That form is excellent, Connie. And you know another thing at the end, I have there my uh, two power of attorneys, my lawyer, and my primary care physician listed um, So with their contact information so that they know it has some teeth in it, that you're not playing games, that you'll contact these people to stand up for you. Uh, okay, if you could text me, and then I could forward it on to that PI. Uh, I'll tell you what, I don't text, uh, I don't. I can't do that, but uh, Neil can text and get your um, address. Uh, and okay. I can, and I can get it from him if you want, and I'll save him the trouble of doing all this. Oh, but okay. I re- yeah. And as uh, far as donating to the organization... Could you mail me a donation form or whatever instead of me using the internet? Neil, are you there? Yeah. Um, why don't you tell her what you'd like to do on that? Is it... Oh, well, how, how do you want to make a donation? By check? Uh, I would like to mail a check. Oh, okay. Well, we have a new post office box. 
It's uh, 11... Tell me if I'm wrong, Neil. 1125? That's correct. Post Office Box 1125. And it's Edgewater, Florida, 32141. 32141? Right. And who do I make it to? To Citizens Against Harmful Technologies. You can just put COT, C-A-H-T. I okay. wanted to ask you when you're done writing a question. Yes. Okay. I'm done. Um. See what was I going to ask? Um. Where is this person that you're going to pass this affidavit to? Is that is she already in a in a position where she's in a hospital or in custody? Oh no 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 dealing with legal. She's dealing with legal what? Legal issues. Oh, like where she's trying to stay out of a hospital or what? No, where she was falsely accused of a crime that she's defending herself against. And a lot of the stuff she's using common law and stuff, but, um, you know, she anyways um and trying to move the case because you can't get due process and all this other stuff and anyways um uh, i i told her that luda mentioned this so, so i thought this might be helpful to have oh. just in case like, like she's been accused of a criminal action yeah and they're also trying to make it look like she's mentally ill the judges because she's representing herself and she's doing a really good job and they keep on saying no you need a lawyer and she keeps on saying I don't need a lawyer and she's studying the law so <clears throat> to fight her case and she has a group of people helping her um, but they weren't aware of this um, so anyways I just think it would help because is the she just- being uh, attacked or something or I mean what did what did she really uh, commit a, a criminal act, or is she just being accused? No, no, she didn't. She didn't commit a criminal act. There was a restraining order. The daughter was tacked on. She was never given a copy of the restraining order. There was no reason to tack the daughter on, but they did. Um, she didn't know they did that, and um, she went to go see her daughter at her school. The principal was rude. She went straight to the police department, and they immediately arrested her for violating oh. the training order that she did not even ever, she never even knew about because um, it was issued the, the day before. I see. Had she known, I, I thought it might include a child for some reason. Yeah, had she known, she wouldn't have gone to the school, and then she wouldn't have gone to the police department to complain about the principal. So... You know, anyways, there's no proof of service that she received a copy and everything. And so, you know, it. but anyways, um, defending herself against these charges, you know, because she's representing herself and stuff, you know, they're they're challenging her competency. But the way I worded it um, is to the psychiatrist is, um, do an evaluation and let me know if she does she uh, the questions were um, is she competent and does she need 
antipsychotic medication. Oh boy, don't do that. <laughs> you know that. one other thing, Connie. Kathy Meadows. I've never. I don't know much about her, but people have gotten statements from her that they are uh, mentally very stable and have no issues, and she's a target as well. And she does write these statements after speaking with somebody by phone. I understand. I think if you got something from a psychologist, also another document, this would also make her position stronger. Okay, Kathy Meadows is Kathy Meadows. Okay, right? Is it? Excuse me, Kathy wrote one for me, and she's excellent. There, there's one right there. Yeah, she's excellent. Uh, Okay, now I'll give her. I'll I'll give her that. Actually, I know two TIs who are dealing with issues, trying to you know with their children and stuff, but the, they're not exactly the same. One is in Connecticut and one is in um, another state. And well, One was from Oladid. Have you read her problem? No, but... You, ever, um, you know her? A, well, there's a book I uh, one of these ladies told me about, and it's called Motherless America, and it was written by Doreen something in Connecticut, and she did a lot of research, exposes all the corruption. I guess Connecticut is bad, Maryland is bad. Now it seems like, you know, it's rampant everywhere. They're just trying to take the children from the mothers. Well, it looks like they're targeting, they're using principles to target parents. So anybody who has a child and they think they're going to go up and teach a, a principal something, they're, they better think twice. Well, it had nothing to do with the principal. One one lady had her baby at home, and um, and then she brought the baby to the hospital, and then they um, accused her of uh, neglect and child or child um, neglect or whatever. They said, "Oh, the baby needs surgery," and blah blah blah. And they immediately took that baby, and um, she's spent has spent two and a half years trying to get that baby back. And right now, they're trying to terminate her parental rights. They're challenging her competency. But the good thing is, she never got a birth certificate, and the baby doesn't have a social security card, so they don't have subject matter jurisdiction for a child that does not have a birth certificate. Is that in Europe? No, it's in Connecticut. Oh, sorry. Okay. That sounds like the one in Europe, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's what it does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> they don't like it when people have the babies at home, and they don't like it when the babies are, don't have a birth certificate. Because supposedly in the state of Connecticut, the state is a trustee of all the people who were born in Connecticut, and supposedly they have million-dollar life insurance policies on everybody who was born in the state of Connecticut. I don't know if that's true, um, but I would I believe it? I would believe it. There is some incentive for them doing away with people and taking baby people's children. And um, Doreen Ludwig, Motherless America, I heard it's a really good book. And, and she put some of the court transcripts in there and what the judge asked her when she was on the stand under oath. Um, yeah, and uh, so I guess it's um, it's very it's very revealing, very good. She did a lot of research. She she describes their tactics. So I'm going to try to get a hold of that book um, for for one of the TIs in Connecticut. 
Well, it it I it became came to my attention that it, it's possible to be uh, arrested for or taken into custody for uh, supposedly having a mental problem without being drugged because uh, it's two different things. So uh, you have a, a a right to say whether you have medical uh, procedures done on you or not. Really, we really don't, but. You know, if you have a piece of paper and you show it to a judge, you might, you know, come out a little bit better off. But there was uh, something before the Congress to make that null and void. Any kind of psychiatric will, it would be null. So I don't know if that ever went through. It's kind of been kind of a long time since I, I saw that that was trying to be pushed through. But... um. Any time that you look at this will, a psychiatric will, you need to read it carefully and see if you really do agree with all of it because it was mm-hmm. written by a human being and it may not apply to every human being. It's just a legal document that you don't have to sign. If you don't agree with it, you need to read it very, very carefully. Uh, okay, well, I'll tell them that. It's not for okay. me. Okay. Uh, I, I don't believe in psychiatry at all. I believe a lot of these illnesses could be brought on by these energy weapons and frequencies and CC um, citizens' uh, rights against, what is it, uh, CCHR or something. Their website says, you know, and I believe this, that the psychiatric profession was invented and created to get people labeled and on psych drugs. Do I believe it? Absolutely. And in Connecticut, in Middletown, Connecticut, they're picking up people right and left and just bringing them to Middlesex Hospital and putting them in the psych ward. And, you know, I keep on trying to get them out, and it's crazy. You know, they really... It may may be easier to get them out than you think, because if they haven't been uh, processed properly, if they, like, uh, say say in Florida, there's a Baker Act. The Baker Act says that if you have a, a doctor... You have a right to go to that doctor instead of being taken into custody. So the the way that they are, when people, TIs go, are going to the doctor, the doctor finds some way to release them. Oh, you, you argued or, or you didn't follow instructions or I don't like you or you won't let me take your picture, and then they write you a letter and say don't come back. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep you from having a family physician in order to keep you doctorless. Right. And some of these people they're picking up, they need a sign to notarize affidavit to um, bring them to the hospital, like if, you know, they're being picked up. And in many cases, I don't think they've, they've got it beforehand. Like I think with one of them, they did it at the hospital after the person was already checked in. Yeah, they take advantage of every ignorance that a person has. But, Most but people are ignorant of their rights. Right. I think it's a Title 42, Code 42 violation or something, and police and things can't use the color of law, and that's where they're misusing, you know, their public position. I think color of law um, uh, applies to anybody in a public position. So a color of law can can run over a whole lot of human rights. Right. Right. So, um, well, if somebody could text me the link so I could forward it to these two ladies, and um, 
Okay, so I'll I'll send a check in the mail to this address. And um, but thank you very much. I didn't mean to bring it off topic, Sumaya. Oh no, I really... no problem. The the affidavit is free. It's on the first page of my website. And I've just done, yeah. redone the website so that uh, it's more clear. Somebody, I told somebody to get it off the website. She couldn't find it. So I put it in a prominent position. It's clearly labeled. Um, the first portion of the website is like the little blocks of what we do. Um, it, like it, it has uh, about the, uh, oh, let, me, let me open it up, make sure I'm talking Okay, it has the welcome to this site, and then it, in the next part it has the little shop area, the weekly conference call, and the newsletter. And then below that there's a big blue blo- blue box, and it has psychiatric living will, uh, the brochure for TIs about directed energy weapons and wireless body sensor networks, and uh, the targeted individual brochure about directed energy and wireless body area networks, and then... Uh, Sue Benz's uh, document she made about uh, resources for the state of Florida. So it, okay. it, it should be easy to find, but I'll, uh, I'll okay. send you the link. It's uh, an actual okay. PDF, so you, you can click on it, it'll download, you can print it, and go with it. And, okay. and you can also turn it into a Word doc and change anything you want. It's not written in stone. Okay, so is there an international law that prohibits that protects people from being forced medicated? An international law? I know it it only speaks of U.S. law, and it quotes U.S. law in about four different uh, court cases. If um, a lady called me from Britain, she wanted something like that because she was actually in a hospital. And I sent her what I had, but I don't know British law. I can't put case law in the document for anyone overseas an attorney would have to do that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, great. So I'll be looking for the link so I can forward it to these two ladies. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, we'll text that to you, Connie. Thanks. And and thanks, Sumaya. I loved, you know, this talk about, you know, visual visualizing, um, you know, what you want and stuff. Uh, and another thing is not only do I think I – sometimes remote view these people, but I've been able to figure out a lot of what they're doing because I use my my gifts and my energy to, um, I guess, sort of spy on them yeah. <laughs> from, from afar, you know. And, um, and uh, the other thing is, um, what was the other thing? Okay. Yeah, so I've been able to figure out a lot of their tactics and how to get around their tactics and head things off. Some of it is instinct and intuition. I think, Sumaya, you're gifted. Uh, I know I was born with natural-born gifts, and I've been implied I'm a witch. I'm not a witch. I believe in God. And um, But my neighbors in Maryland and my neighbors in Connecticut, they have all asked me if I'm a witch. And, you know the jokes on them, you know, I just giggle it off, you know. If I was a witch, I would be a good witch, but I'm not a witch. You know, I use my God-given gift. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No different than all the, the witch-burning thing in Salem, you know. Those people were healers, and because of lack of knowledge, people were intimidated and really put the wrong label on it. 
Right, and that's where I think people, many people don't know how powerful we are. Um, and Harold Costello says, we produce scalar waves at 30 and 60 degree angles. We're being hit with all these square and digital waves and everything. Um, but we are very powerful beings, and we have the power to heal ourselves and others. Um, and many people don't realize it. And if they would use their, you know, learn how to tune into their abilities, they could actually heal themselves as the perps are trying to, like, you know, harm them. And I just wanted to remind folks, this is my opinion, detox, detox, detox before you shield. You might spend, I spent 50 grand on shielding, supplements, cleaning supplies, cars, you name it, because of what these people have done to me. And I learned that detox, you'll spend less on shielding and all this other stuff. Um, you have to detox inside and out. And that's what I would like to say. Um, yeah. It is really important. Yeah, because if you shield, you're shielding this nano stuff on your body, the metals and the organisms and, you know, all this other stuff. And it thrives and grows with moisture and heat. And so if you're wearing tinfoil hats and suits of armor and lead vests, you know, um, well, you know, it, it's going to give the opportunity for the fungus and the organisms and the pathogens to grow and thrive in the body. So, you know, these people are smart and they're studying us and what we're doing and uh, they want us to, like, people to spy and harm their neighbors by doing this, you know, gang stalking or targeting or point cell phones and whatever. But and And then people are harming themselves by using all this wireless technology with cameras and alarm systems and you name it. And, uh, you know, and um, anyways, that's why I say detox first and shield second because you don't want this stuff to grow and thrive on your body. And um, a lot of, I, I haven't been able to figure out, and maybe Sumaya knows because I know she's she's uh, been studying this stuff too, but um it seems to, either phosphates or sulfates seem to help it. So not all soaps and shampoos and cleaners are effective with this stuff. It's highly attracted to other organic things. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, just understand the the chemistry of this is that your body makes biofilm with the heavy metals and then the pathogens hide from your immune system inside the biofilm. Right. And that's why I've talked about Louisiana hot sauce because it breaks down and breaks through the biofilm to get to the nano and the, the organisms and the metals. And, you know, just, and if you do use Louisiana hot sauce, get a chair, get as much off as you can when you're dry. Don't just do it in the shower. Put down, put, get a kitchen chair. Go in your kitchen, put down some newspaper, and just start rubbing it on your feet and try to rub in circles instead of back and forth. Um, and just use a few drops and start on an area like your knees or your hands or your whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yes, I hear you're getting some good reports back. Yeah, and, and one of my one of my star 
people that I helped in L.A., he talked to two people yesterday, and I really hope those two people, you know, I, I'm pushing them in the right direction, um, but I think talking to him and, and listening to his, that he got rid of his B2K in less than five days. Um, the B2K, the zapping, the sexual rape, uh, you know, all the, everything, everything stopped five days. And, uh, yeah, and, and Deb from Minnesota, she used to be a deputy sheriff and, um, and stuff, and she said she feels like a million bucks. So it, it's working. Um, I, I just, it's so easy, and it sounds like it's too simple to be true, but this stuff, you know, cayenne pepper is used in organic gardening to kill aphids and mites, and, and they're using worm or tick-like organisms, so, you know. Yeah, smart it's proven stuff. that Mexican people are pretty healthy, and they thrive on those habaneros, don't they? Yeah, jalapenos, habaneros, a tomato like salsa that has cilantro. Um, they probably eat bananas and avocados and pineapples and, you know, those decalcify the pineal gland, so artichokes and things like that, yeah. Has anybody checked if maybe a restaurant supply place would have uh, that hot sauce by the gallon or half gallon? How much do you end up using? Um, I buy it at Dollar General or Dollar Tree, so I pay a buck a bottle, but I realized how helpful it is, and they're spraying my entire property inside and out, my house. And so I'm buying, like, 50 gallons of vinegar, a lot of cayenne pepper and salt, and I'm going to mix it up in five-gallon drums. (laughs) And and I'm going to detoxify my entire property. I do use wine dust with Epsom salt outside, and that helps detoxify the lawn so um and help it seems to help the trees and the lawn and you know because you'll see uh, maybe turquoise or metallic fungus or whatever you know it things are not just looking healthy you know so and if you turn off when it's nighttime if you take a white laser light shine it on your lawn like i did um it shows the biofilm on the lawn it illuminates light um, so it won't be my entire lawn, but it'll be a good majority. And when you mow the lawn, it it it, it sticks in the lawnmower blade, you know. So I'm constant. I would have to constantly. It's like glue, you know. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I was mowing the lawn and uh, got lucky, and somebody had a riding lawnmower for sale for seventy-five dollars, and I was so sick you know, using a regular push-along mower that I was seeing stars in front of my eyes, and I'd come in after just mowing the front yard, which isn't that big, and I was so exhausted, I would just have to lay down and take a nap, and so when I got to get this riding mower for 75 bucks, I was all happy, and it was a little hill spot in the backyard, and it didn't go over it well, and it was stuck, and it was blowing all that dust in my face. Oh, and I got geez. I got really sick. It, it lasted for days. I went through hell. So I, yeah. I believe, you know, be careful about uh, breathing in dust. Don't go out there with one of those leaf blowers and 
blow your driveway off unless you've got a really good mask on and you're going to take your clothes off and throw them in the washer and take a shower because what you can't see in these times especially will definitely hurt you. I I absolutely agree. Like when I mow the lawn, I'm going to put a bandana around my nose and my mouth um, because, yeah, it's just too risky with what they're doing. And uh, they keep on breaking my lawnmowers. They keep on buying new ones. And, uh, yeah, so. And what kind of a light did you say showed it? Um, a white laser light you can get, it, it's at the Dollar Tree store. It's a red and white laser light for a buck, or you can get it at Walmart in the pet section as a cat toy. And a white laser light will, um, it, I, I was actually, a cat had kittens, and they were meowing at night, and, and the lights were off, and I shined it on my lawn, and I went, oh, my gosh. And, uh, like, most of, you could see the biofilm, it illuminated white, and in my house um, with a black light, I see, like, they'll do, they did fluorescent things in my house. White, they did orange, they did yellow, um, and, and there are key spots. Like, orange is right in where I would stand, right next to where I would stand to wash the dishes, a big spot of orange. But you look at the floor and you can't see it, but the black light shows it, and they did it, they'll do a trail of these white fluorescent things. One thing I realized, Johnson & Johnson's baby powder it's fluorescent white because, you know, powder seems to help, but I will never use that again. That's fluorescent white. It reminds me of what, you know, anyways, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, if this is fluorescent white. And I do think they're using um, light in the ultraviolet spectrum because I got these two black flashlights from eBay for each one for $1.35. And uh, I'll put one in my windbreaker and I'll point it down toward the floor and they'll seem to, it, it affects them targeting me. I don't know why, but it the this little black three inch flashlight, uh, black light, will it helps. And sometimes when I sleep, I'll put it on. You know, I'll put them in different directions: one on the floor, one toward the ceiling, and uh, it seems to interfere with what they're doing. Yeah, I believe that because. Um... In about almost the last year, I've been upgrading my musical equipment and stepping more into the digital realm so I can get clearer recordings. And I got a chance to get a 15, close, maybe even to 20-year-old digital mixer to interface with my 16-track recorder. And I started reading, this thing has a module that you plug into the back to interface with computer software recording, which has a ton of features compared to the older unit I have. And this thing has a light tube, and it actually sends data. So if they were using light technology for music recording 20 years ago, that just really perked up my attention because you're talking about a delivery system that can send a signal at 186,000 miles per second. And we wouldn't see these things with our eyes, but uh, I tell people, you know, probably not often enough, pull out a digital camera or, or get the security cameras or any cameras that have the infrared night vision in them 
and you'll be surprised the things that you'll see through those cameras because of what they're using. I yeah. Think a lot it, of light-based it, stuff. Yeah, and if anybody wants to see these particulates that are flying through the air and getting in our nose and our lungs and our ears and everything else and falling on our belongings, uh, Jackie in Florida, who was in the Army for almost 25 years, she has infrared cameras, and one of, she only has eight or ten videos. And one of her videos is so good because she's walking through her bedroom and her infrared camera is running, and literally it looks like it's snowing in her bedroom. Now, I've seen this with a black light and also a white laser light. When I've turned off the light, I can see the fine, or if the sun is beaming in. I'll see these particulates. They don't fall straight from the floor. They're light suspended in the air. Some are white and fibrous. Some are um, like a grayish black dust, and some are metallic. And and they're like floating in the air. So um, burning a Himalayan rock salt candle can help. Um, it, that seems to, you know, Jackie, I think, runs a, a mister um, with like peppermint or lavender oil, and she thinks that helps. So, uh, yeah, it's... But she has a really good video. It's very short, maybe only like 10 minutes long, not even five or 10 minutes. But, and Harold Cotbella shows billions of these particulates flying with his night cam. So um, people really need to know what, what is in the air, what they're breathing and what's getting on them and their pets and everything. And it's water and heat activated. So you go and wash your hands. You go take a shower or a bath and... You know, not too many people take a cold shower. Um, I, I always put some type of salt in the bathroom and I burn a Himalayan rock salt candle uh, to, you know, hopefully not get this stuff, try to keep this stuff not to bond with my hair, skin, and nails. Right. I, I don't have time getting it off to get it back on. <laughs> right. Do you recall uh, Harold Kautzbella talking about products to get some of this stuff out of us. I think the company was BioPure. I think they might be based out of Germany, but he's done a ton of research in many, many directions. Yeah, I, I had never heard of that. I've I've watched some of his videos over and over, but I'll definitely look into that. I, I think that man is brilliant. Um, yeah, and there's a few brilliant people out there that you know, he, he he was actually hired by either a country or uh, one of those uh, in, the, I don't know if it was Norway or Holland or Sweden or something to look at why the people were becoming electrically sensitive. And that's when, you know, he brought them into more gallons and the chemtrails and the GMOs and the evil agenda. Yeah, that black goo thing was pretty freaky, huh? Yeah, and I think one of the um, super soldiers, um, um, Max, is it Max? Um, he was only, I think, in his 40s. He died in Warsaw. I think he died in Warsaw, Poland last summer. And he had black goo coming out of every orifice of his body. And he just did a speaking engagement in, like, I don't know, Germany or something. And he was on his way back to London and stayed overnight in Poland, and he had black goo coming, and he died. Um, oh, that wow. Years. He, he did many videos. That's he was, fair. 
Are you there, Huggy Bear? Muted her. She she definitely has some things to add to this conversation. Yeah, I watched many of Max Spears and his girlfriend Sarah Adams. Um, um she she's really hello? yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I <laughs> I uh, have my ears covered up with tape. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me turn well, it off. Can uh, you hear Connie me okay? Was, Connie was just sharing about uh, some Harold Cobbs-Bella interviews, and, and I was mentioning vaguely about the BioPure company, I think from Germany. And I oh, yeah. You, you would elaborate yeah. on some of those products Bi- that people can afford them. It's a biopure.eu uh, for Europe. Uh, if you go there, there's a drop-down menu at the top, and you'll, you have to play around with it with your uh, your mouse, and you'll see Harold Klotzfella. You want to go there. And, and he actually has a, a part of that site as his, and it's another uh, research scientist. Um, I forget the gentleman's name, but uh, and they have a he has a company as well with the, with scientists, and, and he's a scientist too. And uh, this is stuff that you cannot get here. Now they have numerous things you can get. It's under thirty dollars for a bottle, and it does last a long time. They're pellets, but they work. One is Waiku. Uh This is what was used during the Black Plague era. I think that was, what, 1500s maybe? Um, the Vatican had it. And uh, they got to a point they charged people and everybody was very poor and so people died. He got he, he found that in his research and uh, they got a hold of it and they sell it. And it's right up there with colloidal silver. I mean, it'll bring you back. Um if it, you know, I, I look at it like this. If it saved people during the plague, um, I thought I'd try it. And I have tried it. I have some, and it works. Then there's something called black goo. And you'll think, oh, my God. I remember thinking, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm going to take this. Well, I have it. It's What it is is goo is oil, sediment, and it's uh, natural to earth. It's earth's oil. And you have to understand about oil, and I happen to know that oil comes from meteorites. But there was a a group of meteorites that came down at one time that um, had a power to it. It's actually from a planet, all planets teeming with life, just like Earth. And, you know, when he, people, he made the mistake, I think, respectfully of saying the word alien. What he mean and he's German. What they mean is and it took off all over the internet. It means it's not organic to Earth. It's from outer space. And there were some planets up there that busted up one and one of them became the the belt. You know, the what's that belt called out there? The uh uh the Ryan belt, whatever you call it. And uh this is where we get meteors from. And the planet still had part of life to it. Just like Earth, you know, when you think of birds, let's say, and they have an instinct. How do how do birds know things? They just have like animals. They have an instinct. The birds know to fly south. You know how it's an it's it's an instinct. It's sort of like a a frequency connected to Earth, inner Earth, and we have that as well because we're from Earth. 
like the Bible says, you know, um, you know, ashes, ashes, dust, to dust, and uh, you know, clay. Clay also comes is the product of uh, meteors from long, long ago. Uh, and this stuff I already knew, but I'm just explaining it. So we go to black goo, and this is Earth's black oil sediment. Now, because they've been spraying us forever and a day with this other black goo sediment that came from meteors from this half-dead dying planet, and they found that it had a part artificial intelligent life force to it, just like Earth does, you know, the same thing, the birds, the, you know, the, what we... What I wish we had more of, you know, quite frankly. You know, when I think of animals, you know, and how they take care of their young at birth, that's better than what some humans do. They're going by instinct. Well, that's what this AI from this other planet that came down in meteors, that black goo. So it's not that black goo, so you know, but they've been spraying us with it, okay? I mean, this is some really nasty. And they, they actually, that's what the Falkland Islands war was over. Believe it or not, they, I mean, it was tons and tons of it underground, under the water, buried. So um, the good black goo he sells will pull us away from that part of it. And it does work, I'm telling you. It helps. It helps ground you again in your mind, your, your, you know, your body. And then uh, then there's something he's got called relucium. And that is, he's adamant, it's on his Facebook page, I have read it, I have downloaded the free PDF files, uh, I had to change it, find some way to change it over to English, uh, translation, and I have read through it all, and I, I trust him. He says it's done, it's over, that's the cure for Morgellons. And Morgellons is the parasites that uh, sadly have been sprayed all over us. Smart dust? Yeah. What's that the name does, of that again, yeah. Huggy? It's a R-E-L-L-I-S-U-M, I think. Relisium. Relisium. Yeah, and he's out of it. It's when he says he's done. It's it. That's it. And if he says so, I go with it. He's a miss. I can't think of anybody with any more credibility than Harold Goss. I've emailed with him. He's very simple. He has no company. He's actually got some military insiders that have helped him along the way, but he'll never reveal who they are. His words, he doesn't want to endanger their lives. You know, he doesn't want to get any trouble. his last name also? Uh, Vela, V-E-L-L-A. And because it's over there, it's Kautz-Vela. It's K-A-U-T-Z dash B E B is in Victor E L L A, first name Harold, mm-hmm. and he is on Facebook, and you can go to his Facebook page. You've got to look down a little bit. It gets a lot of people there, but you will see. And it's in German, so you can hit the translation button on Facebook. And he's doing some talks about it right now, and hope I'm hopeful that he'll get it translated into English as videos. He has live conferences now on this. He still has because videos they, on YouTube. It should be, yeah. It should mirror over, yes. Your best, if if you can go to his Facebook page. I don't advise anybody going to Facebook, but there are so many good people on there, like Ella Freeland and Harold 
Well, I mean, there's too many good people in there that uh, it's hard not to be there, you know. And they, to me, they they more than weigh out the the really bad thing is that they've taken over 87 plus million, uh, not 50, uh, 87 plus million that is being reported uh, at Veterans Day um, exploited. Countless people without their knowledge, and I'm sure I'm one of them. And, and and it follows us. So what I did, you know, when you go to other websites, and you'll see where thing ads are geared to you, and you'll feel it's psyop. And with this uh, chemical, this biotech, this is biological. These are bio weapons. So with this biotech, it's up in our brain. You know, all you got to do is go to dataasylum.com. That guy's pretty good. I didn't know what to make of him at first. He's pretty good at showing and explaining uh, how it's latched onto our nerve cells and what have you. And this self-replicates. That's and so I've had to work things. real... What's that, that? Is that the site with all the stuff that shows the hints from Hollywood movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got way more now. He goes by John Joe, I think, or John Brown, something like that, over at uh, Facebook. He doesn't talk much, but I, I am trying. I have for a while there. We chatted. He's given up. He says he can't get anybody to look at it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's close. He's as close as you're going to get, I think, in what this is really all about. You know, I mean, they're using our minds, these neuro weapons, and this. You know, bio warfare, and and we've got so much sediment, uh, biologicals, and it's it's just not funny, and it's really hard to maintain with these sat- low lying satellites, UAV hoverers that are over us. Um, you go out during the day, they're cloaked. So and and with so many signals going to our brain with chemical biologicals in them, and, and this live, living thingies that are in us, you know. Uh, it's hard to maintain at times. The other day I was outside getting out of the car and the signals were grabbing at me and, you know, I, I almost, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I felt like I was a puppet that they were going to throw down, the, you know, on the ground. Uh, this morning it was so bad that uh, I woke up to being attacked all directions from the top all the way to the sides and they're zooming around out there and they have a way they hit me in the neck the other night and immediately when they whatever that chemical that biological was that went into me I immediately for a brief moment it felt like it made me it can make you feel as if it's literally the devil coming in when you and that's how I thought of but I was I, I, I know as uh so I didn't panic. It's still, this whole thing is very Orwellian, and it was uh, predicted in 1980. And that's in one of the books by um, the late, uh, what was her name, Dr. Uh, Darn, she was over in Sweden. Uh, oh, I can't think of her name. Darn it. You know who I mean? I do. Yeah, I'm drawing. Died. R- Ronnie Kilday. Dr. There Ronnie. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that was talked about in 1980 that they were worried of what they were seeing was coming Orwellian and cybernetic-wise. And, you know, you got to think cybernetics, and they cyborged us 
sucked us into this AI system. They connected all of this, and that's another reason for all this that they wanted in us. I mean, when you look, step back and look at the whole transhumanism, it's sick. It's twisted. It's, you know, really evil. You know, I run out of words. But uh, how I get around it is uh, I, I have total faith in humanity. I don't have neighbors that gang stalk me. That started originally uh, in North Carolina. It's, you know, the AI system kept trying to get me to think people were after me. I uh, I knew better. I still get people to charge after me, but I'm pretty sure they're all controlled heavily. And that could be any of us, you know. Yeah. I, I've even had a TI off the cause admit to me that uh, they were being controlled to gang stalk others. I mean, yeah. When you when I hear that, it's like wow. Um, I realize they can do that. They can pull right in at the brain. And I feel sorry for people who are doing this to us, gang stalkers, neighbors. You know, they're being super controlled. And at least we know. We're aware. So because we have that awareness, that gives us a major edge, meaning when when you feel like you're going to lose it or you don't have the guts to go out the door, you know, you have a spirit inside of your soul. I know they took me out of body several times. So inside, when they took me out, I was screaming still from within this other part of me they were holding outside my body. It was my spirit inside my soul. So, it's you know, I'm just saying that's what I have learned. And I'm not alone in my thinking. So, um, and there's life after death. Um uh, it's, in my opinion, you don't want to get caught in the fourth dimension. That's where they are. It's very robotic. The one that took me out of body twice was like a robot. It felt like a human. It, I'd say it was dark, dark gray and almost rubbery feeling. It was very robotic. And when I screamed, it robotically put me back in my body. So I... Also had phone calls as a teenager where it was archonic. I mean, they've done it all. I mean, I've had the archonic and the religious twist kitchen sink thrown at me, like programs. So I deprogrammed each layer. I'm not done. Each layer has... When you think of the smart dust, and they've been spraying it all over us for years and years and years, we have a layer that's not real. It's over us. It's... um sort of like a matrix, like the guy was saying earlier, it's a virtual reality. Dr. Robert Duncan talks about developing it. So we are in a, we're in a, we're a glitch on a screen somewhere, on a computer screen to control. No matter how you look at it, this is about control, sadly, by some very twisted, uh, if you want to call them human, go right ahead. Me, I don't think they qualify for that pretty hard to comprehend but i mean is there a possibility this is like a synthetic parallel universe and we're stuck in somebody's nightmare i I think it's very possible i started getting uh uh, deja vu as a little girl and uh by the time i was seven my grandmother was saying not again you know i mean we went all over the country and in arizona i still remember in the back seat i was seven and i said oh my god 
I've been here before. I was adamant. No, Grandma, I've been here before. I still remember looking at the sign in the corner and the red light. And I knew I had been there. There was no arguing with the seven-year-old child, which was me. I had a lot of deja vu, which in my opinion, somebody was altering the timeline. Somebody was deciding to, to uh, skip the record on me. Do you get it? Like a record. Remember the old uh, LPs? And the right. needle was on the... Yeah. Okay, and all these little rims. Okay, somebody yeah. picked it up and moved it. Decided to move me. Wow. Yeah, somebody in the chat that, That's a glitch. In other words, that's a, here's the scientific part of it. You know, and, and you can look this up online. There are professors out there that are in class talking about what we live in. Um, we, we're, we're, we're a binary universe. They didn't teach us that. That's ones and zeros. We have a two suns. They didn't teach us that there's a dead sun up there. They didn't tell us about that dead sun. They didn't tell us about another mini solar system that's stuck in an orbit with us. Every 3,650 years, give or take. They didn't tell us about that. They should have. They didn't. They didn't tell us that they had pyramids all over the world, including this country, everywhere. And uh, they don't tell us about the three that look just like Geyser, but they're down in South Africa. They don't tell us about this. They don't tell you that if you're in the air and you're looking down at Israel and you see the old square uh, marble, what's left of the marble uh, ruins, let's say King David, whatever, you know, building, they look exactly like a computer chip. Motherboard. You can't argue with it. They do. And they they don't tell you they use they had electro, uh, wireless electric thousands and thousands of years ago, and it's on the interior of the pyramid walls. Yeah. And they show using it. They describe it, how to use it, and they also have a warning on there. And it's warning future generations that this gets in the wrong hands. And it did. Got in the wrong hands. Uh, if you go back and read um, Silent Weapons for Quiet War, you realize they're talking about uh, Rothschild because he took the Federal Reserve in 1913. And we didn't realize that treason had been committed against every one of us, even back then, before we were born. Our grandparents didn't know. Our great-grandparents didn't know. You know, somebody, you know, they sold us out even back then. Look on the back of the dollar bill, the pyramid scheme. Look at that one eye. It's, in my opinion, that's the eye in the sky. The secret space program, I think it's... Grab some extra food and store some water. Um, 
listening to y'all? Yeah. Um, is Connie still on the line? Connie? Um, hello? Connie, are you still there? Hello? Hi. Um, somebody gave me a, a, a number to text something to. We don't have smartphones. We don't text. Oh, I can uh, on mine. Oh, well, you'll have to do it then. Yeah, I'll do it on the, flip, All right, on the flip phone. All right. Okay, thanks. I, I don't text either. I get text messages, and I, can, I have a flip phone. But right. I'm going to forward the text to the two ladies who need it. But it's the uh, eight. Six zero three zero three eighteen fifty four, right? Um, yeah, eight six zero three zero three eighteen fifty four. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I made a note, so it'll happen. Okay. Can't trust my memory. <laughs> yeah. We all need to be helping each other because you know this isn't easy for anybody, but them stealing people's children and then. Trying to throw them in sight boards, it's not okay. You know, none of this is okay, but you got to try to keep the children with the moms, you know? Yep, that's right. Yeah. They're really trying to destroy the structure, so the structure of our homes and the family structure, and, you know, they go for the foundation, and... They're trying to corrupt the young minds of America. And, they really you know, are. They are. I'm watching these boys out on their front lawn. This boy has a really nice bicycle. He's probably 13 or 14. I've never seen him ride it. Two of his friends come over, and he's got this plastic sword in his hand, and they're they're moving around on the lawn like they're playing out some video game scenario. I just want to go over there and go, you know, when I was your age, I had, I was out on my bicycle and had friends and chasing girls and had a girlfriend and, you know, we were living life and it's just such a bad thing to, to see these parents spend a whole bunch of money on video games to pacify their kids and they don't realize the subliminal programming and, you know, it's a, it's become this non-tangible world sitting in front of a computer instead of being out there interacting with people and experiencing real life. Really sad. Yeah, and, and for those parents who are letting their babies and children play with their iPhones and their wireless devices, you know, their cells aren't as developed as an adult, and our government knows this causes cancer and so many other rare blood disorders and lymphoma and leukemia and all this stuff. And, and uh, you know, when the government is not protecting, you know, people, they, they people are radiate, helping their children get radiated, you know. You have, they need to smarten up. They don't know what they can't see, what they can't hear, or whatever can hurt them and can hurt their children. And everybody needs to detoxify their environment. You know, um, I was definitely radiated in Maryland when I worked for the FDA and I gained 
30 pounds, and no matter how many sit-ups, push-ups, aerobics, diet, whatever I did, and, and it was inflammation. And once I started detoxing from all the radiation, I, I dropped like 25, 30 pounds in 45 days, and everybody was like, you look great, but do you feel okay? I said, I feel great, you know, mm-hmm. I detoxed from all the radiation. They had sensors everywhere, you know, to walk, when you walk in the room, the lights go on. Um, you go through the x-ray machine when you have to enter the building. From the time you get on campus, you're just, you're just radiated. And the campus I was at used to be the Naval, under, Naval, Research, um, a Naval Research Center or something. They have wind tunnels and turbines and this thing that looks like a missile silo and, oh, my gosh, the stuff they had. And, but there were high cancer rates, you know. There were a lot of people that died of cancer or got cancer. And, uh, yeah. So people need to protect their children and, yeah. From all this one. I, I warned the parents and they ignored it. Yeah, one, uh, I can, uh, there is one, you know, I know several TIs and their nephews or daughters had uh, chronic urinary tract infections, five, six years old. Um, My daughter actually used to have them when she was younger. And I did, I got her a laptop, I got her, you know, electronic, various electronic things and, uh, you know, and then I'm thought, oh, I know so much more now than I knew then. But, um, you know, and uh, so anyways, it's terrible. But that is one sign of, I guess, being radiated when you're a young girl is you could get chronic urinary tract infections because it can interfere with your uh, white blood cell count, you know, harder to fight infections. Yeah, another thing to take note of is staying away from high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Passed an article yeah. the skids that she'll probably put in the newsletter. Yeah, and somebody at the FDA, not from this country, and was a trained medical doctor, said, Connie, never, ever eat canola oil. And I said, okay. And, and you know, when I did have cancer, I, I had I had an expensive reconstructive surgery. I didn't know how expensive it was till after I had it. It was a half million dollars. It wasn't considered standard at the time. But anyways, I had round-the-clock nurses, um, two nurses taking care of me in ICU at all times. And uh, one of the nurses came from Morocco, and I, and I, so I would ask, talk to them. And I said, where are you from? And she goes, Morocco. And I said, it must be beautiful in Morocco. What are you doing here? She goes, in Morocco, our hospitals are empty. American hospitals are full. And so she came here for work. And then I said, why do you think your hospitals in Morocco are empty? She goes, we grow our own food. She only used olive oil all her life. And uh, so everything... Everything I learned through my life, people have told me, people have taught me, things I've observed, everything I'm using right now to help myself get through and survive this this uh, torture program. And it really works. I mean, I can remember when I was 5 years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, people I met, things they told me, and, and uh, like the organic gardening, cayenne peppers, you know, 
I, I had a how-to book like 20 years ago on organic gardening. So, anyways. Yeah. Yep. I really appreciate Sumaya's talk tonight, though, because I, I also do things um, spiritually to, to help myself combat what they're doing to me. Yeah, me too. You have to read within the depths of your soul. And uh, I, I, I have talked to TIs who were on the verge of suicide that I talked out of it. And I have talked to people who, um, you know, they just cry or scream because of what is being done to them. And, yeah. I, I don't worry so much about the gangs stuff like everybody else. Unless they're pointing a device and I'm, you know, I'm getting zapped or they're trying to get my biometric data or something or hitting me with chemicals or biologicals. I don't really, I, I worry more about, you know, fitting the cross because they're delivering things. Oh, I'd like to mention while I'm thinking about it, um, we have too much material coming in to be able to cover all long articles and reports and you know some of the YouTube videos uh, with it just being two of us running caught. If there's any readers out there that wouldn't mind reading, you know, 100 to 150 page reports of just a couple of things that are really, really important and then writing a summary of the highlights that we would be able to publish the link. I mean, people pass stuff around, and, and some of these things that are 100 to 300 pages are packed with important information. But, uh, you know, we, we push burnout as far as we can <laughs> every week uh, and, you know, stay home and work because there's just so much to do. And so the thought popped into my head the other day, you know, some people uh, will just read material. Uh, so if there's anybody out there that might be interested in helping out that way, lately we've received a few articles that are, you know, longer than we have time to read. And so we graze over them and maybe pop a link into the newsletter. But if there's anybody who'd be uh, interested in offering some help to read an article or two that's about that long and then write a summary, please contact me at electricrose22 at yahoo.com. Thank you. Let's see, we got about maybe 15 minutes left of the call and then I'll open up another call when this one automatically ends. So um, anybody who's new here, I do a late-night call um, after this call ends sometime between 1.15 and 1.30, uh, which happens automatically. And so then you just wait, you know, three to five minutes, and I reload a new call, and you can come back in if you're still awake and want to hang out. And, you know, it's usually... 25 or 30 people on the late night call. Sometimes it can be a little bit more personalized and you know, a variety of topics really like the main call is. Hope this has been a 
good call for everybody. We sure contemplated a variety of things. It's the variety of everybody that that makes it nice. So anyway, if you're new here, just hit star eight on your phone if you'd like to be unmuted. Once you're unmuted, you can hit star six to mute yourself and then hit star six again when you want to unmute yourself. So if anybody has anything to share or uh, any questions, just hit star eight on your phone. I don't see a whole lot of people unmuted on the call right now. Questions? Yeah. <clears throat> um, there was a guy back in July 2017, like on the 21st or the 22nd or the 23rd or the 24th, he was trying to figure out ways to stop the frequencies on his body and his head, and I'm not sure what type of uh, uh, problems he was having, but he said that uh, he was trying different things, and he discovered using electric igniter, and then he also took took it off of a stove, and I think he bought one. I was curious if he was keeping a journal and curious about what uh, what the outcome of it is. Um, if you're on the call, you know, it'd be nice that if you share it and um, just to see what you've experienced from it. Uh, m me, personally, I wouldn't recommend using an uh, electric igniter because you're probably going to bring more harm to yourself. And, uh, you know, the perpetrators, if they figure out what type of frequency can connect to the electric igniter, they, they can probably use that to their benefit. But um, it was in July 2017 on the 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd or the 24th. One of those days, he was talking about it. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Well, it's a variety of things, uh, you know, to try them out. And because of the high technology and the super fast signal processing capabilities they have, they... You know, you get a little bit of relief for a little while, and then they get around what you're doing and change frequencies or change delivery systems. So it's it's a constant battle. Yeah, it is. Um, also, the detoxing, I hope that any, everybody that's doing it, and if you're not really familiar and you're starting, please keep a journal of it, you know? Like, if you... Like the Louisiana sauce. If you start using it, you know, um, keep a journal on the day, the time, and how much you put on and what part of the body and when you rinse it off and all that. And um, also, you know, I was talking to uh, a student, and he goes, well, if you're going to be doing that, he goes, why don't you try dipping temperatures of air, being in the sun or coming outside at night, and figuring out if you can't sleep at night and they wake you up or whatever, he goes, hey, why don't you just, you know, maybe take a nice uh, warm shower and then let your body cool down and then and then put whatever it is that you're going to put on your body and go outside and see what happens with the coldness of the air. Maybe the air, the air, and the different type of nutrients in the in the in the whatever it is that you're using might. The cold air or the night air might trigger it, and it might work it better or not. Same thing in the daytime. He goes, even the steam room, 
you know, try that. Like go in your bathroom and maybe turn on the hot water and and yeah, steam yourself up with that. I've heard yeah. that about steam. And uh, also, John Wojcikowski was saying on one of his shielding calls that you could wet a sheet and hang it up over your window and then watch the patterns that it dries, and it'll tell you where some of the signals are coming in. Yeah. Same thing when you're, like, like I'm living in my van, and my when my front window gets real foggy from, from, from my heat of my body, there are, like, weird Spots like you know how if you if you warm up the window it starts to to defrost. There are spots on the front windshield or the side windshield uh, uh, windows of 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 my van. Um, that clears first. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it'll be just like a little pinpoint, you know, just be in that one spot, and then I'll move from the back bed, and I'll just kind of like get behind the seat, and I'll just like sit there for a minute. <laughs> and then it stops, and it gets all foggy, fogged back up because I guess they lost contact with me, you know. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I even have uh, uh, sometimes, like when I uh, when the uh, wind picks up and and the the, the wind's blowing uh, inland from the ocean and carrying all the sand dust, and sometimes it comes in the band, and it's I can see it floating around like. Like if there was some kind of airwave in here and I was catching it and it was just kind of freely flowing around like thick. And then I would get out of my van and go to my friend's car, you know, like three or four cars down, and I would kind of look in his car and I'm trying to look in the see in the angle if I can see the dust floating around and it's freely compared to what's what's inside my van. Like mine's thick and you can see it slowly moving around like something's like it's like it's struggling. And his car is just freely going from one from the back of his car and out the front uh, window, uh, passenger window or the driver window. But yeah, uh, as far as like detoxing and like same thing with 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 what you were saying uh, last week about um, uh, detoxing through your feet and 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 um, I forgot what you said that what to do. But anyways, um maybe try different temperatures of water at different type uh distilled water and, and uh uh shoot, what's it called in the water when it's got the I can't even think of the name right now. Um God man. Yeah, I can't even come up with the name right now. I just had it in my. I just had it, but um, I guess it's the. Yeah, it's the nutrients of the water. It's the uh, fudge, man. Yeah, I can't even think of the name. But you know, Are there's you different levels. Minerals, Johnny. Are you thinking of minerals? Huh? What minerals? Minerals are in water. Yeah, uh, you know how depending on where you get it from or how you get it filtered, it has a different levels of it, mm-hmm. and, and 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 depending on the filtering system that you use, it might take out too much mineral. But he says that it that to pay close attention to it, and if you're detoxing through your feet, put it in there and keep notes of it. But make sure it's not like one day. You're not going to get a result. It's like taking 
antibiotics. You have to take it and and keep a schedule and keep doing it for like three or four months, and then you'll probably then you will probably see results, or you will start feeling something different, or within two weeks. But he goes, you have to stay doing it, and I was just like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, even distilled water, you know, even rainwater, just whatever it is, because they're all different. Even even the water that comes from different countries and stuff that's here. But you know, we all kind of know where when they that that type of uh, advertisement is kind of BS. They got a manufacturer down the street where they just kind of filter it and just put a label on it. So. <laughs> But, um, yeah, anything, you know, that detoxing through the feet is a true thing. It does actually work. There is even uh, some kind of a, I don't know what it's called, man, but you can actually put something on your feet. It's like a gel, and then you wrap it with saran wrap for, like, I think three or four hours. I just read this, too, today. And then you take the saran wrap and you and when you look at it and you scrape all that off, you can see the the, the detox coming out of your feet, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find somebody that that is uh, that understands this nano and it's and the smart desk and all that. I've been looking for the past year. And most people either just kind of look at me confused or people that do understand it, they don't really know too much about it. And uh, and then the ones that I think that do understand, they kind of always uh, redirect the conversation into something else. Right. You know, and uh, because I would like to know how to get that out of the body that's inside besides, you know, eating blueberries, almonds, all this antioxidant type of fruits and vegetables that's healthy for us. But there's got to be another way of doing this too, you know? I agree. Yeah, there there isn't enough. We actually have a couple hundred dollars worth of books on the development of nanotechnology, and so much of it's over my head. All I could do is go to the index to look up particular key things that I wanted to understand better. Uh, and, you know, Skizit has a a background in studying synthetic biology. So if, if you haven't been to her YouTube channel, there's over 100 videos there. Uh, her YouTube is Skizit Gesture, which is S-K-I-Z, like zebra, I-T-G-E-S-T-U-R-E, uh, explaining the synthetic biology behind uh, the whole Morgellons problem which is really a catch-all word for, for a lot of what the nanotech is doing. But it, it would be good to see some scientific confirmations of getting smart dust, self-assembling nanotechnology and quantum dots out of our bodies. Uh, I remember looking in, in my phase contrast microscope and seeing a very clear picture of what looked like a semiconductor it was an integrated circuit, and the the slide got moved, and I hadn't written down the coordinates, and I didn't find it. And I have so many slides and variety of samples, I wasn't able to find it again. But I swear, that thing looked like a an, a micro circuit, 
very distinct. I I I know somebody who's an expert in nanotechnology. Really? Mhm. It's a family member. Really? Well, to to be able to do any kind of testing showing what's there or any kind of verification of methodologies for purging would be a major blessing to us all. Uh, I'll ask him. Thank you. If he says he, hot sauce, I'm going to be suspicious. <laughs> he, no, he's very, he's, very, he's very young in his 20s, but he's brilliant. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think his uh, he's discovered are being used against the average people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes me oh, um, when you do detox with like putting stuff on your on your skin and of whatever it is, uh, one thing trying to make sure you take a shower and trying to get yourself as clean as you can, especially if you're going to go into a steam room right after, because you don't want to have the whatever the film is on your skin and then go into a uh, steam room because all you're doing is open up your pores and that stuff can seep into it too. Because the way you, you know, uh, I, I, um, I can't even remember your name right now. The lady that was just speaking, I know that you understand this, and um, practically all of us do, but this nano, from what I read, that it's, when it hits the body tissue, it like, it like triggers it and it becomes a, like life, like it starts living you know, kind of like fungus or whatever. So that's why I was saying I would like to know more about it. I've, uh, I'll look into your videos and all that, too, that you have, uh, Neil, and um, hopefully you can, the lady, you can, um, uh, Connie, yeah, uh, you can get some information from, from your family member, maybe, you know, and post it because this stuff is... Uh, it's crazy, and, and and what from what I read, it's it's unreal in how how they can take two different types of mixtures of ingredient like that's man-made and mix it with one, and once it touches the body, it, it, it can actually activate it and and come alive, even though you won't know it. You know, it's it's, it's I don't yeah. know. And this nano stuff, I mean, it, it, this biofilm and nano, it's already clogging our pores. It, it's clogging our pores, getting into the hair follicles. Yeah. I mean, I, I they gave me more gallons, and um, I keep on getting this stuff off. They did take um, when I was at. I did see this in the hospital when I was trying to get those people out of the psych wards. Um, I was in the cafeteria, and I could see the sun was beaming in, and the lights were bright, and I could see the particulates, the white fibers floating in the air, and these people got rashes when they were in that, on the fifth floor psych ward, so, or seventh floor psych wow, ward. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They, they developed rashes, and I brought them tea trail soap, and it cleared up their rashes, you know. So uh, at first they wouldn't, the nurses are like, is this prescription? You know, they wouldn't, they're, they're really careful. You can't even bring a pen or a cell phone or anything in there. Anyways, um, as far as drinking distilled water, I've been drinking and using distilled water to cook with and drink for the past three or four months. And uh, because there's a whole population of people that say um, water that contains, this one guy was funny. He says, I never had the urge to go over and eat a bunch of rocks. Well, people say don't drink distilled water. It pulls the minerals out of your your body. 
And these people say, yes, that's true, but they're the minerals that should not be in your body and opposites attract. Pure water will attract the, the, the nasty, bad stuff that shouldn't be in our body. And, um, and, so, and also, the water, they have these little sticks that measure how many parts per million. So they tested very, like the top water, the bottled water. Anyways, distilled water has very few parts per, per million, say two or three, where all these other waters have more. And if you have 50, then the alarm is going off or whatever. But um, they say all these wireless technologies like Wi-Fi and radio waves and everything, it easily passes through the water that has more parts per million. And since our body is like over 70% water or 80-whatever percent water, you want your body to be pure water. You don't want these radio waves to easily pass through the water in our body. And so so everything they were saying made sense, and I still thought, I'm going to try this. Um, I also, you know, I, I heard some people <laughs> use gum turpentine, and I got it. I haven't had, I haven't tried it yet, but they say you take it and you mix it with honey, and you take a teaspoon. And um, the the reason why they heard about it was from their grandparents or great grandparents, and um, it, to me it sounds really wonderful. But I'm considering trying it. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll try anything almost once, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let you know how it goes. <laughs> but um, I'm not telling any, I, I just, I look at a lot of detox videos, and I did get one of those, you know, foot ionizing, but it was digital, and these people hacked into it, and it said error, and I let it, it sounded like it was running, so I sat there for a half an hour. They coated me with biofilm, and I spent four hours getting it off, so... Um, anyways, I'm really careful about any glue, anything with glue around me, moisture and things like that, because these people know how to do alchemy from afar. They know how to take the particulates in the air. They know how to take the moisture from a coffee mug or the sink or the drain trap or the toilet, and they know how to use their particle beam, and they know how to direct it. (laughs) Yeah. What I was trying to say is electrolytes, like the, the um, if it's high in electrolytes or if it's low in electrolytes. And um, what's the other one that's in the water? There's a positive and negative thing, like you're saying. I think it's uh, the ions, right? Isn't that what it is that's in the water, too? Ions or ozone. Yeah, something like that. Um you try it, maybe you know if you're gonna warm up the water, don't boil it because that usually boils everything out of it. Uh, just kind of warm it up and let it settle afterwards, and then try that out. I mean, like I said, you have to give it a few, probably a few months, in order for it to actually work and 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 do its thing. You know, nothing's gonna work overnight. You know, so um, as far as um, Salt water from the sea, from the ocean. You know, I'm over. I'm over here on the um, Pacific side. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the cleanest, but when there is a good swell or good strong wind swell for three or four days, it does bring the current off the ocean, and especially when the tide drops, and it does bring in the fresh water from the from the from the deep, and also the sub trench shifts too, and um, I uh, notice a difference. Like my skin does. Uh, feel a little 
refreshed, but I think that just has something to do with the salt and exercising. Um, uh, I do take a really good shower. I've I've been researching Dawn and different types of soaps, but I've, from Dawn, I know it's kind of sounds kind of weird, but you know the thing is, it's a proven uh, a proven fact and evidence of using it because when we had that oil spill back in '86 from Exxon, and also the other oil spill that was up up north, and then thousands or or millions of gallons of oil uh, 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 washed up on shore and affected a lot of the marine life and also different birds and different things that's offshore and onshore. And um, they had a 70, out of 100%, they had like 65 to 70% success rate of animals that that was covered in tar and all the depth and chemicals and they used Dawn on it. And, And those animals actually lived. You know, and there were they they even uh, researched and 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 tagged some of the the different animals and and, and uh, birds and, and and sea animals, and also along the shore. And they went back and they took data again just to see what the, if there was any side effects or see if what you know anything else was going on. And I guess they went back another two months later and did the same thing. You know, and they saw that there was really no harm that was done to any of it, and uh, they wanted to see if maybe from being soaked in the soap and also the 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 oil that it might have caused uh, caused some kind of a chemical reaction that was unnoticeable that wasn't really harmful right away, but maybe in long term. And um, they went and checked like. Uh, I forgot what they're called, but these birds, they come down every spring. And they went back there, and they that's where they migrate, They may, and then they leave by fall. And um, in the springtime, they went there, they looked at it, they were keeping an eye on it, and they saw that none of the babies were being born deformed or anything like that. So, so far, I, I don't know if anybody really wants to use this soap, but I've used it. You know, it, it, it works. For me, I haven't really had any rashes or anything like that, but, you know, we're all different. So uh, just try a little spot on your skin somewhere, and if it, if it doesn't red up or anything like that, then, hey, you know, just like any, anything that you're using on your skin, just try a little spot because you don't want to cover your whole skin. All of a sudden you got a reaction and you're walking around with all these rashes and, and, and discolor formation or, or your skin just decides to die in a different color, you know, because that's the last thing you want. Um, that's all I got, you know. I, I would really like to hear about the different research. As soon as I, I'm trying to lose Louisiana sauce and, and the salt water and, and distilled water and also, like, electrolytes and, and if it's high in electrolytes, you know, just to see what, what the outcome's going to be with, with how my body's going to, um, if I can feel the difference. Um, when you use Louisiana hot sauce, like I said earlier, try to get as much as you can off when you're dry. Um, you know, like get a chair and put down some newspaper because this stuff will leave your body and stick to your floor or your carpet or your clothes, whatever. And the next thing that you use is really important because the Louisiana hot sauce is going to open up your pores. It's going to help destroy the organisms. It's going to help break down the biofilms so you can get to the sandy, gritty organisms. Um, so this stuff doesn't like citrus, 
mint, um, acidic things, and that's why some people use palm olive, uh, antibacterial, the orange one that has lactic acid. Um, lime juice is, seems to be more effective than lemon juice. These are things that I've observed but and, and experimented with. And um, mint, peppermint is good. Um, yeah, the minty and menthol-y things uh, seem to be quite effective uh, combating how, it. And, how and about, then, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, vinegar. And, like, I add distilled white vinegar to my wash and my dryer when I dry my clothes. They dry faster. Uh, this stuff retains water, so if it gets wet, it, it wants to stay wet. If it gets cold, it wants to stay It'll stay colder longer, and it'll if it gets hot, it'll get hotter longer. So when a bunch of us TIs went to the dwarf house, they call him the professor, for a gathering, you know, one TI said, Connie, sit in front of the fireplace with your back to the fire, you know, and I did. She goes, now feel your shirt, and my shirt was warm. She goes, now lift up your shirt and feel your back, and my back was hot, a lot hotter than my shirt. And uh, for sure, the biofilm was there. But uh, anyways, when you start detoxing, then like the TIs that I coached one-on-one, I say pay attention to where they're hitting you or where you feel things. And that's that's the next spot you have to work on. So if they're hitting you in the liver or if they're hitting you in your private section or your neck or your head or your ears or whatever. So, um, yeah. Because they do get uh, a lot of this. Uh, They did get buildup right around my ankle bones, um, underneath my arms, in the middle of my chest. Those areas had more than other parts of my body. So they got it in key areas. Like a, a, yeah. You said citrus. That is right, you know. Um, How about orange? Like the citrus off of an orange or something. Is, I yeah. know that or red. laundry or cleaning your tub to get totally awesome orange from the Dollar Tree store as a powder. And uh, I've used it actually on my body too. I mean, some of us were using, we're, we're being recommended to, as part of a detox to use OxyClean when we detox our feet. And OxyClean will help also keep your drains clear. So you add distilled white vinegar, a little baking soda, a little distilled white vinegar, and um, that breaks and bubbles and keep, and then you use the OxyClean, and that makes everything slide through so your pipes don't get clogged. And this stuff will clog the arteries and veins just like it will clog our plumbing. So people need to, whether it's beets or, you know, um, green tea is also excellent. It's an excellent antioxidant. But, uh, yeah, we need to... Keep our arteries and veins clear because this will clog our arteries and veins just like it'll clog our plumbing pipes. Yeah, have you um, researched? You know how there's different herbs and like peppermint plants and all that. Um, what if you grew your own somehow in your house, like, and then you use that and take a bath in it? What, what do you think? That would probably work, huh? Because it would it would be probably your... work. Like um, Dave Case was on one of Neil's calls, and he said he cured two people of cancer with tomato paste. And I knew I had this stuff internally and externally. 
So I would make chicken wings and add a big can of tomato paste and then some a lot of garlic and, you know, and herbs and spices. A lot of the herbs and spices like thyme, oregano, basil, cinnamon, yeah. cloves, um, what, nutmeg, they are really effective. Um, and somebody mentioned on one of the calls moringa powder. And so I, I haven't tried that yet, but I got it. And she said this stuff was just dying to come out of her because when she started using moringa powder. But things like spirulina, corella, and the super greens that you mix, like, with water, it does help pull this stuff out of you internally. But definitely the tomato paste helps. So at least two or three times a week I try to cook something and add a big can of tomato paste. Have you taken, like, natural herbs and stuff and and different maybe plant leaves and put it in olive oil or try it in, in different olive oil to, to see what it does and maybe warm up the olive oil so that way it would marinate in it and then refrigerate it and and then take it out and see how what it does? I mean, you know what I mean? Different, different try different things. Because um, that's what I'm kind of doing, but I don't really have the money because I'm on a fixed income. You know, I'm just kind of throwing this all out there because I know all of us can try different uh, try because I know we live in different states, so things kind of grow differently because uh, 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 the 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 dirt over in some states is a little more richer than it is over here in California. You know, I just all I know is California is pretty much spent, and anybody that's living up north, I know that it's unspoiled up there, so. Like well, avocados, like they, this, if you get like, if they hit you hard, like they're hitting me with these, they're hitting me heavy, heavy with these biologicals and chemicals. So I went from like 125 down to like 105 pounds. And uh, I'm like, I felt healthy and good and I'm very agile and I'm strong. Um, but Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.